What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, uh, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and a special guest from around the industry. I'm one of your hosts today, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Marcus Stewart. How are you, Marcus? Hello, I'd like to announce that outside of this intro, I will not be speaking on this podcast, but instead we'll be playing the flute. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I get, listen, we all wanted bars, Marcus, but you're giving us the flute. Yes. Uh, 17 years <laughs> you've made us wait since your last uh, your last collaboration. Um, and this is what you're giving us? For context, I'm, I'm referencing Andre 3000's new album that comes out, I guess, tomorrow by the time this airs, where it's not a rap album or a singing album. He's just playing a variety of flutes. And Alex and I are, is disappointed the word we want to use? Because it's like, yeah, it's, I think it is. I don't want to say that he can't do his own thing. If that's what he wants to do, sure. But also, uh, can we get another Outcast album? <laughs> I mean, so that's, uh, is that, that's, that's the deal with the new Outcast? He's not saying anything. He's just playing flute on it. He's playing flutes. And okay. all the song titles are very weird. And one of the titles is literally, and I quote, I swear I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. That is what one of the flute songs is called. <laughs> okay. Wind instrument. That's the way the wind blew. I'm, I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah. Uh, that other voice you're hearing is Kyle Hilliard. How you doing, Kyle? I, I'm also surprised announced releasing an album that I am going out of my way to make unsuccessful uh i'm, I'm <laughs> here to to let you guys know that it will feature none of the things on it that you loved about me from the past and what were those things i i don't know <laughs> the, the bit <laughs> ends there i don't know <laughs> well it sounds like you've got a confidence issue kyle you might want to work on that <laughs> oh, well, this is how the wind blows me that might guys. be the reason your album flops kyle like, I don't know that what people a, love about simple... me. No, no, I'm trying to make an album that's going to flop is what I'm saying. Mm, okay. Like like my inspiration, Andre 3000. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's going on, guys? How are you? Pretty good. good. You know? Yeah? Oh, we, all, we, we went up. We are like, I'm in a... Does that mean your line? I mean, when you're a kid, it usually does. I mean, I don't know. Kyle, you're the father here, so I don't know if he gets to that. But I feel like when you're a kid speaks higher pitch as you ask them uh kind of like cutting questions it's like are you being honest with me your voice is changing <laughs> it doesn't need to <laughs> yeah usually i think i think it's like or or it's just like it's a way to be like uh if you say how are you and you're like i'm good it's like in the back behind that noise is like it's not good <laughs> yeah like you're overcompensating you're like i'm great Things yeah are going it's don't I look good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the overcorrection. Well, uh, welcome to the Game Informer show. Out, off the top, just a reminder, if you want to support us, you enjoy the show every week, uh, go grab a single issue of Game Informer. Uh, you can grab them at your local GameStop or at GameStop.com slash Game Informer. Scroll down past our recent reviews and you'll see all of our available issues. They are $7.99. Uh, some of the older ones are $5.99, and uh, this month's cover is Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, uh, and we got a lot of great stuff in there. We, we're already working on the next one and the one after that, 
it's going to be a, a really cool. Um, yeah, we really are, aren't we? Yeah, really t- cool <laughs> uh, issues to close the to close the year out. Yeah, but, we promised there's words in them. No flutes. Yeah, no flutes. I mean, there might be a mention of flute, but yeah, I guess we can confirm there won't be literal physical flutes in the. I'm going to say it's very unlikely that a flute is mentioned <laughs> based on what I know. <laughs> 95 percent sure there's no mention of flutes well now i'm gonna go out of my uh, way to get like shove a flute to include mention it, in there yeah, yeah that's the every, thing every you could, you issue wrong comes with a free flute <laughs> and by that we mean a recorder because those are infinitely cheaper yeah yeah for sure yeah produced by mad cats <laughs> the mad cats recorder that's actually a really funny uh bit like the mad cats controllers and you're like oh i need a capture device let me get the mad cats recorder and it's an actual recorder <laughs> and not a gameplay record. capture device. That's but funny. it's like awkward to hold and it's like not comfortable. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I wish I just There's had like the first three extra recorder. buttons. <laughs> three extra buttons. Nobody knows what they do. Did you guys play a recorder in school growing up? No. My kid uh, did. And when she got a recorder, I got I bought myself one too. And we like played a song together. And then, but Aww. now I, I now I couldn't even tell you where that thing is. It has disappeared into the some box somewhere. Uh, well, I do want to, I don't want to forget to shout out. I was on GameSpot after dark, uh, on their most recent Friday episode last week. Um, go listen to GameSpot after dark. It was me, Jean-Luc and Jake Decker. And, uh, we talked a lot about GTA six and the new steam deck, um, as well as a couple other things, but it was a good time. It's about an hour. Listen, nice. um, and you can go find it on the GameSpot after dark podcast feed. Did you did you ask them despite me having worked there full time for like seven months or something like that why I still have not been on that podcast? <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, you're gonna despite asking about. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll Oof, make it over there yeah. sometime. They'll they'll have me over something I'm sure. Yeah. What what the the key to doing it is working five months on a documentary, uh, and then having the two the two video guys who geek out about that kind of thing. Invite right, you noted, on to talk noted. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So get the work in that documentary, takes. Kyle. Right, I'm, I'm going to get yeah, started. It could yeah. be about anything. It's going to be how I can't believe I was never on the GameSpot After Dark podcast. That would actually be a good. It's, it's going to have a lot of like a Burns style, like pan ins on emails yeah. where I was like, hey, I, I like being on podcasts. You guys to want on. me in there. Yeah. Yeah. Can you... <laughs> and they're like, they're like, for sure, man. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you said, get you on. The title of it is, I really wanted to make a documentary, but decided to complain about this very specific GameSpot <laughs> situation. <laughs> uh, to be clear, wow, is this, I. Uh, is just, this beef? In case they listen, to be clear, I'm kidding. It's fine. I'm sure I will make it on there at some point. I'm not really that butthurt about it. Off camera, he's got one of them tied up in a chair. I'm sure I'll definitely go on there at some point. For sure. Certainly. As he glances off screen menacingly. If he knows what good, what's good for him. What's up? I got to bleep that silent cuss word. Said. <laughs> I do want to point out, and we're, we're going to get into video games in just a second. I want to say... I listened to your advice, Kyle, and my my For dear once. friend Eric Van Allen uh, at Destructoid. I finally watched Chainsaw Man. I watched Hell all yeah. of it in less than twenty four hours. Oh, jeez! Uh, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Really like that show. I wouldn't recommend watching it on a plane with people because um, <laughs> there are certain segments um, that that were kind of awkward. But other than that, really good show. Just overt violence. (laughs) Yeah, it was more so the other stuff. Um, Yeah, hanging out with powers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or power, um, singular. Yeah, really like that show. 
Yeah, I I, I kind of want to pick up the manga because um, I guess there's what forty more issues or so after yeah. the season one wraps, pretty much. Well, I mean, I think it, it like wraps on on chapter forty or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's there's eleven volumes right of the of the book right. So there's like eleven that I've read, and you know, there's a bunch of chapters in each of those. And yeah, I think I think the show the season one ends after like the third or fourth volume and like oh wow so there's a lot left yeah and it really does have a really great like beginning middle and end to the point where watching the anime i was like oh wow they really they didn't even get to the middle really like there is a great arc for that first sort of story to the point where i have issue 12 and i haven't started reading it yet because I was like, I don't even know where it's going to go. Like, I'm not, it's not like I ended issue 11 and was like, wow, I can't wait to see what's next. I ended issue 11 and I was like, what a fantastic story that I don't know how it will continue, you know? Yeah. Uh, Which is a compliment to be clear. Like, it's nice that it has a succinct, like, ending that's, like, really well done and exciting and and cool. So, uh, yeah. And the the adaptation is, uh, is fantastic. There's so many, like, fight scenes that just look incredible, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a wild show. I also started watching Demon Slayer. I'm like eight or nine episodes into that. I'm on an anime kick lately. Yeah, Demon Slayer is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I'm not, when I haven't been watching anime, I've been playing that new Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Three. Only the multiplayer. I haven't touched the campaign, but I'm really enjoying the multiplayer. It's a lot of throwback maps to Modern Warfare Two, like Quarry, Terminal uh underpasses on there a lot of a lot of maps that i used to love like that modern warfare 2 was like the peak of me going to like in-person tournaments and like trying to win win and i've spent a lot of time on those maps and i don't know if they're as strong as modern warfare 1 maps call of duty 4 um but they're up there i think those two games were just uh really excellent and obviously the campaign is is totally different um and and is like current and all that but it's nice to play these throwback maps yeah i just had this moment of realization which is i'm like kicking myself like why didn't i consider this is that i'm not a big multiplayer guy in general right like i don't play a lot of multiplayer games and even call of duty at the height of my call of duty fandom which is around this called modern warfare you know one two and three era like i was just playing the campaigns and having a great time with them but now that I think about it, I was like, the one that I undoubtedly played the most multiplayer, bar none, was Modern Warfare 2. So I should yeah. I should absolutely make time to at least play some multiplayer this game, because that is the one that's going to be nostalgic for me. Like, these are the maps that I will actually know. Where for the most part, yeah. you know, I, I like that was my, that was the one time I checked in on Call of Duty multiplayer, realistically. I don't know why... Kyle, why haven't you actually been more interested up to this point for that reason? I don't know why. You know, maybe it was all (laughs) the review scores (laughs) came out for the game. I actually haven't. I haven't seen any of the review scores yet. Oh well, there's one on GameInformer.com from reviewer Michael Larry wrote a fantastic freelance review. He gave it a five out of ten for the total package: campaign, multiplayer, zombies. Uh, Michael was was not was not a fan uh, in general. He, apparently he's not an outlier. No, no, yeah, he's not. Wow. Let me. I'm, yeah, I'm I think I think it. I I only I have only played the bit only the multiplayer. Uh, I haven't touched zombies or the campaign. I think the multiplayer is like a high point for me. 
But from what I hear, those other elements are very uh, weak. I, I played um, the first I level of the campaign, and I was like, oh, that seems all right. Like, I'm surprised people, like, the review scores have been so hard on this. It seemed okay. It seemed like Call of Duty. And then I, and then listening, actually, uh, like, listening to other podcasts and things like that and, and reviews, it's like, yeah, that first level's kind of the best level. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I, That's I think why. The, the, the general complaint seems to be that it's just not, and maybe to the rumor that this was just supposed to be DLC, that it feels like, oh, no, this was clearly just supposed to be DLC packaged as a full game. So there's, like, barely enough here. And it's to the point where it's almost insulting how little there is when compared to what you would expect from like a, not even just a full entry, but like, especially Modern Warfare, which is a series that has so much prestige. And this is the 20th anniversary of, I think, Call of Duty in general. And this is, it's like, this is what you celebrate this with is, is this? Uh, so yeah, some people yeah, are that's rough. feeling pretty slighted by the whole package. But I mean, all that being said, Alex, it, I mean, we almost kind of cut you off. You're having a good time with with the multiplayer? No, I guess I'm wrong. Oh. You know? No, you're not, <laughs> not wrong at all. <laughs> I've decided I am not having a good time now. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I hate it now. I hate it. Now. No, 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 no. I like the, I I realize we kind of overtook things, but I want to. If you, yeah, I'm okay. uninstalling right now. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, no, you're fine. I I genuinely wanted to know because I I didn't know what the sentiment was. Yeah, it's fascinating though the the whole situation around it. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think if I was to like review just the multiplayer myself, having I have not touched zombies again, have not touched campaign, I'd give it probably like a seven or an eight, you know? Okay. Um, so there's fun that's, stuff. That's there, kind then. of my level of enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, that seems like the part they they would almost have to go out of their way to screw up is like the moment to moment stuff has always been fun in those games. I'm like, it's still yeah, fun exactly. to play multiplayer matches and, and shoot dudes and and get shot suddenly and not realize who did it. And like the, the flow of those games has always been a lot of fun. <clears throat> it's like, you can't really take that away. You can maybe uh, make it a little tougher with like menu stuff. I think the menus in those games are kind of a disaster, but like, it's like once you're in there, like boots on the ground, just doing stuff. It's like, yeah, that's that part is still a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, God, the UI is awful still. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember where they, where it went wrong. It was like three or four years ago. They oh, so do you think we're just used to it now? With... <laughs> we just accepted it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh no! It is. It is rough. But I. But I am getting the hang of it. Um. I'm playing with the. Uh. I, I'm sniping a lot actually, and I'm just having a good time like camping and not giving a crap about people yelling at me. Do you get yelled uh, at a lot? The kill streaks. I. Oh yeah. 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 I do. Uh, <laughs> but I just meet the lobby or I'm in discord, but I still see the mics pop up and you assume it's all and, for you. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You can usually tell, like you, you can kind of tell if you are, uh, liked or not in that lobby, you just get a vibe, you know, can you come- uh, the way people start killing the way and the, the fervor people try, you know, coming after you or like, you know, the tea bags start happening more frequently by, by the whole team. Um, that's how you kind of know. Can you complete your heel camper persona by like unmuting your mic, but not talking and instead playing some like really obnoxious music the whole time. I could. And you know what? Eric Van Allen did that the other night. He was playing blink One Eighty Two into the microphone. Uh, as we were just, we were just the new at, album. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I had him <gasps> muted because you should annoying. play Andre 3000's <laughs> flute album. <laughs> yeah, oh just... that's a really good idea <laughs> oh we're at my grandparents house so listeners who've been listening for a while will know the lore my grandparents still have a landline and i don't know where they hide the phone 
So this is this is the podcast. I can't find the phone oh. to make it stop because <laughs> it's ringing a little bit they in the background. Hide their I, phone. I, I, okay. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised you don't hear it more. I I hear a little bit. I just not until you pointed it out that I was like, oh, I guess that's, that's what that is. Now they're leaving a message. Let me go see if I can find the phone. You guys keep going. Gosh. I guess um, we'll keep talking about Call of Duty, Kyle. You and I. <laughs> game I've only played, played a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we can move on I'll to Mario RPG while you, while you look for the phone. You want me to do that? Yeah, there's somebody leaving a message in the middle of the podcast. It's probably not good podcast. They're going to leave so, like their social security uh, number and phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Better leave yeah, this it sounds like it might message. be a restaurant reservation. Yeah, I'm just trying to talk so that people don't hear any personal information. I think we're good now. It stopped. Um, Call of Duty, I'm having fun with it. Um, I, I'm multiplayer gonna, specifically. I'm going to go play multiplayer, genuinely. Because like I like okay, I said, I don't me. know why I didn't... Because that was the whole selling point. It's like we brought all the Modern Warfare 2 maps. And for some reason, I like... Mm-hmm didn't connect the dots in my head that i was like yeah that's the one you played the most you should you should check that out <laughs> i mean we've so, been so busy playing so many other things that i could see it yeah, not yeah. clicking all the way but uh for sure it's like i i want to check out the multiplayer it's just that i still haven't installed it because it's just so much to install it's like it over is, 200 yeah. gigs and i i do not have the space right now my ps5 to... you can decide which parts to install so you can just oh, install like the, the multiplayer. Alicard. okay yeah you know how yeah. big it is just multiplayer off the top of your head Oh man, uh, maybe twenty or thirty gigs for the multiplayer suite. Okay, I mean that's better. I, I think it's that. like a hundred and fifty tiers of the kingdoms. I think is how that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. And let me let me double check because my brother told me that. I, I told yeah, him, so I was like, I, I if I had to install the whole thing, I would have to delete so many games that I'm still actively playing, like Baldur's Gate and, and stuff. And it's like that's that's. Let not me let me look so. that up right now. Uh, Modern Warfare Three. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> Oh, that you can't install it piecemeal? Because usually you can't. So if you get zombies, multiplayer and zombies is like maybe 90 gigs. Oh, Call of Duty mm-hmm. now weighs, according to according to IGN, oh, nope, nope, that's 235, not 25. Yeah, I think it's actually maybe 80 gigs. I mean, that's still way better than 200 and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely more than, my brother was wrong. I'm gonna make him listen to this podcast so he can hear me. Let me say <laughs> call so. him out yeah. on his public publish forum. Yeah, I think it's eight. It looks like it's eighty. I'm looking online, but yeah, if you, if you want the whole experience, it's like two hundred and I think IGN says two hundred thirty five gigs, according to a a, a a recent news story, November second. How okay. many? T- I'm curious so. how many tiers of the kingdoms that really is. That should be the new scale instead of gigabytes. It's tiers of the kingdoms. We can look this up. Tiers of the kingdom is. 18 gigabytes jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) oh man how many ultra hands are in call of duty oh not enough oh a lot yeah God, that's so funny that nintendo keeps that stuff so small it's mind-blowing like mario wonder and like mario rpg i think are all like less than 30 gigs you know it's wild that's awesome but yeah that's call of duty um you know it's just been i'm i'm playing on a uh the our Zopa uh, 1080p 240, I think, uh, hurt monitor. They sent it over a while ago, and I've been I've been using it. I've been working with uh, that monitor when I travel. But uh, I, my grandparents, uh, their setup does isn't conducive to to playing with a PS5 in the living room, and so I've got a little cubby set up with this, you know, 14 inch screen or 15 inch screen 
and it's and it's doing the trick. I've got it propped up on a on a box of headphones with my PlayStation <laughs> next to it, uh, and I'm like leaned, leaned in like four inches, four inches away from the screen at all times. Hell but, yeah, uh, it, it gets the job done. So shout out to Arzopa for sending that over. But uh, what what else you guys been playing? Who wants to? Should we should we get into Mario RPG now? Yeah, let's do it. I I I think uh, the t- by the time you're listening to this, the review embargo is lifted, and then I think the game comes out tomorrow. I think uh, I okay. it comes out on a Friday. Man, I I really had a great time with it. I I am a big fan of the original. I love the original Mario RPG. It's like the first turn based RPG I ever beat and finished, and it was like made me sort of understand the genre really, you know, like truly. Yeah. And um, so I was excited for the remake, and like. My big takeaway was like, I mean, they, they made a lot of all the tweaks they made were like little, right? Like there's like they added some mechanics to combat. The game is like paced a little faster. Um, it looks like they did change some uh, some localization things I because I captured some footage of the original game. And I noticed that when you fight Bowser in the beginning, uh, you're you're like up on a chandelier in the in the in the castle, like fighting Bowser and the chandelier in the original game is called kink link like k-i-n-k-l-i-n-k kink link and then now they in the new one they it's called the chain delir um so it's like i think there's like there's probably more changes like that that i didn't notice i guess they just didn't want to use the word kink is I all mean, that's I can... my yeah i think that yeah, is my favorite version of link is kink link, <laughs> kink link. <laughs> uh, and um so there's like little changes like that that honestly like i did not notice but um, for the most part, like everything is like all the the thing that I was so happy about is like all the weird stuff is still there. Like all the cameos from other franchises, like you can like you find this shop late in the game that just has like an R wing in the back and like a bunch of F zero cars just like sitting on a shelf. Like that kind of stuff is still there. That's awesome. And like that's I I I really enjoyed that part of it. It's still a weird game. And then like. The other thing I realized is, like, despite really having a lot of affection for that game, like, I really did not remember many of the details of it. Like, I remember the beginning and I remember the end boss, kind of. But, like, everything in between was just kind of, like, muddy water in my head. So, it was, like, it really, I did kind of get the best of both worlds in that, like, I got to play a lot of the game that I remembered and enjoyed. But then I got to play, like, what felt like a whole new game. And, like, the thing to report on that is that, like, it's still super fun. Like, I, I had a great time with Mario RPG and I don't think it's just purely nostalgia. Uh, I I'm curious if when it comes out if anyone who, you know, doesn't have affection for the original picks it up. Like maybe they played Mario and Luigi or Paper Mario and they go back and play Mario yeah. RPG. I'm I'm very curious to see what they think because I suspect they will be very happy with it and have a really good time with it. Um I ended up giving it an 875. Like I I really had a good time going back to it and it wasn't like you know, sometimes RPG reviews in particular can be like intimidating, but it's like, I think I came in under 20 hours total and even did some of the bonus bosses and stuff like that. Uh, so it was just like a nice, breezy, fun, cotton candy RPG uh, with just some weird stuff in it that made me very happy. So I, I it's, I really, I had a great time with it. I, I really liked it a lot. Nice. I'm sorry, I've never... I've only ever played the first hour of the original Super Mario RPG. I've played more of like Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi. So I guess I would be that person to an extent. And I've like when they announced this remake, it was because I was like, I've always been trying to make time to play uh, Mario RPG because it just felt like this weird gap in my like Mario fandom 
Uh, so I'm glad to hear that it's as good as it is, even though it's another good game I have to try to fit into this <laughs> this right, pile. Yeah. I got another brick to put into that wall somewhere. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome though. I'm I'm psyched. So I'm wondering, guys, you reviewed Sea of Stars too, and I know you have like existing nostalgia for this game, but I my only worry would be like, would going to Sea of from Sea of Stars to this be too like would it be too drastic of like because like what i love about sea of stars is that it is one of those games but it modernizes it so much to where it's like the best playing one of those in my opinion and it's like is it too soon to start going backwards even if they like modernize some stuff i mean it is it doesn't feel like a huge step back uh if if that makes sense right sea of stars is the better game frankly if you're gonna spend time with an rpg like this this year i it's i think it's sea of stars uh personally um but like the thing that i like about mario rpg and the thing that i dislike about recent paper mario games is it just feels like a straight ahead like down the middle rpg right like you fight enemies the combat's not super complicated you use items you use special abilities when you fight the extra strong enemies and you level up and you keep going You know, the big incentive to progress is like, who am I going to meet next and what weird place am I going to go? Where like, I feel like the last Paper Mario in particular, like they removed the RPG elements and I hit a point where I was like, well, this combat's interesting, but like, I'm not really gaining anything by participating in every combat scenario where this is like, it's that little thing. It's like, there's, there's incentive to fight everybody and the combat's pretty fun. So it's just sort of like straightforward where Sea of Stars, I think, because, and I think it is worth comparing them because they specifically call out Chrono Trigger and Mario RPG as like the two primary games that inspired them. And um, like Mar- Sea of Stars adds like some contemporary twists and they do some interesting things with the mechanics, like the the locks system I like a lot and like makes you think about combat more. Like Mario RPG, you're not thinking about combat as much. Like I would say I did just the standard like, you know, attack without doing special moves and stuff like that. Like 80 to 90 percent of the time like that's like it's just fun to like enter a fight punch them really hard and like move on to the next fight you know where sea of stars you are sort of thinking about the combat and what moves you want to use and and stuff like that um so like the what you get from mario rpg and like the the thing that i'm saying like oh you, you should check this out if you're in the mood for this is like just sort of a simplified you level up and you get stronger and you get new moves and you know sometimes there's really long cutscenes when you use special moves but you can skip them after you watch them the first time you know yeah cool man what a year for remakes i know i know know it's what a year for everything but remakes in particular i specifically rpg remakes and like throwback rpgs you know like uh, star ocean and sea of stars and octopath and mario rpg maybe square looks at this year and says maybe we finally pulled the trigger on that chrono trigger remake yeah, I don't know what why why that doesn't exist yet is I yeah. think anyone's yeah, that, uh, <laughs> HD 2D Chrono Trigger, please. I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they're working on it. I mean, you'd think. <laughs> you'd think. <laughs> but they well, had to you... get to, to Star Ocean second story R first. <laughs> that was crucial that they do that one before they do Chrono Trigger, Alex. Do you yeah. think they would throw final fantasy 7 remake money at a chrono trigger like that scale of a remake or do you think it's they're like no no hd2d man gosh i feel like that would be the bad choice even though i would absolutely play that game and be excited for it because like the quote-unquote problem with final fantasy 7 
is like it was very much one of the first RPGs to get out of the gate. Like we're gonna do 3D visuals, right? And it's like they didn't know how to do 3D visuals yet. There's no consistency of style. Characters look bad, frankly. Every, you know, they only know how to make hands look like paint brushes. Exactly. And then sometimes in cutscenes, they're like have normal proportions for inexplicable reasons. Where so like Final Fantasy VII remake gives them the opportunity to actually build that 3D world in the way it always existed in our head. Chrono Trigger is like no one's complaining about the visuals of that game. You know, right. like yeah, a, a Toriyama's style translated just fine to 16 bit. So like, I don't know that Ooh. we need to like. I, I are you thinking like like maybe they make it like 2D anime kind of thing? Or what something? if you got Arc System Works and it just looks mm-hmm. like Dragon Ball Fighters, but as an RPG? That's uh, not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, maybe, maybe that's the answer. They designed out those characters for full, fully animated cutscenes, so yeah. it wouldn't be like totally outside of the run. There's like that, that. There's that. Uh, the Sandland RPG that's coming yeah. out that's like that, basically, right? I mean, you know, it's it's. I mean, obviously, Dragon Quest has been that for years. Of like, if you want to see Toriyama and big 3D RPG style. I mean, maybe that's also the answer too. I mean, they own Dragon Quest. It's like, yeah, let's just do what we do for Dragon Quest, but Chrono Trigger. I guess, I guess that's why I want. I would rather have the 2D HD pixel octopath, whatever we're calling it. I don't know what that term is. HD you know? 2D. Yeah, HD 2D. I think I would rather have that because, like, if I wanted a Toriyama style RPG, you know, with like contemporary visuals, like that that game exists and it's called Dragon Quest Eleven. You know, right? Like, I feel like yeah. if it, Chrono Trigger looking like that would just be like, well, yeah, we've kind of seen this before, and not to say we haven't seen HD two D, but like, I think Chrono Trigger would just fit particularly well with that style. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. These are hopefully, hopefully, they're all conversations Square Enix is having, and that's why it's taking so long. <laughs> Remember, these uh, are taking so long. <laughs> was it Dragon Quest Eleven? I know we're in a weird tangent right now, but like, yeah, right. <laughs> or it might have been twelve. Just twelve to come out. Yeah, I forget. But remember, they were like. The pitch was like, we're going to make two versions of a Dragon Quest, and the console one would be the big open 3D one, but then they had one for DS that was like top-down 2D, but it was the same exact game. That, yeah, that was 11. It was, it was yeah. 11, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. I almost, I, did, that, did we ever get the handheld 11? Because obviously we got the console one. Did we get the yeah. retro one? Yeah. I'm and then didn't they... Sure. Was that yeah. not yeah. only in Japan? You can or? play it on Xbox or Switch. Like, you can actually play with those old switch. visuals right i remember it okay i i every time i think of 11 i only think of like the you know the, the big version of it and then it just crossed my mind. like did we ever get the downsized like retro version of that game <laughs> and what's is it five dragon quest five is getting the hd 2d treatment uh, right no three is it three okay i think it's okay. three dragon quest three hd 2d which it was announced the same time as 12 and neither of them have made a peep since then. <laughs> like yeah, both of those yeah. games are in the ether somewhere. Someone's yeah. making them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Matter uh, of time. Yeah. No, excited for all those. Well, cool. I'm, I'm excited to play Mario RPG. I've never played it. Yeah, I, I would love to hear feedback from from you guys if you get a chance to play it. It's like you know, someone who doesn't have nostalgia for it. If it like, right. if yeah, it's, if it's still fun, or maybe I maybe my uh, maybe my eyes are clouded. I don't know. No, it, it looks from what I've seen, it looks really cool. Uh, I think it's just a matter of matter of you know playing less Call of Duty and and buying Mario RPG <laughs> yeah. uh, to see what's up. But uh, well, cool, um, Kyle. You've also been playing like a Dragon Gaiden, right? Yeah, which I I don't admittedly have a ton to say about it. Okay, other than like 
I, for some reason, I have decided that this is where I'm getting in the, the Like a Dragon door. I, do, I, I couldn't even tell you why. It's not like I don't have anything else to play this year. <laughs> I'd say, is it because it's sh- a lot shorter? Does it make it less intimidating? Yeah, that's a big part of it. And I think, so, like, my experience with Like a Dragon 7, I guess we could call it now at this point, you know, is is I watched my wife play a lot of that game. And she, like, ad- adored it. Like, may, if I think if I asked her now, she might say it's, like, her favorite game of all time. And it's funny because I'll be like, you know, there's, like, six other games like this that take place before it. And her reaction is always like, I don't care about Kiryu. I only care about Ichiban. I don't want to meet <laughs> any other protagonists. To and be so, fair, like, Ichiban, he has that effect on people. I mean, there's a reason his name is Ichiban, right? I mean, he's number That's one. Right? Yeah, number one. I so, have a like, buffet so... near me called Ichiban, by the way. It's, it's, it's the number one buffet in town, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but so I'm in that. So I'm in that weird position of like I I live with someone who's a super fan of Ichiban and and like a Dragon Seven. I don't think she's going to play uh, Gaiden, uh, despite it having direct ties to Infinite Wealth, right? Like, it's like, it seems like if you're going to play Infinite Wealth, like, you should play this to sort of have the background of what Kiryu's been up to. Am I right. saying that correctly, by the way? Is it Kiryu? Kiryu, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, like, in a weird place. Like, well, this is a shorter one. I'm interested in, like, maybe I'll play Infinite Wealth as well. I don't know, and it's like, and I, it's like I kind of have the time to play a game I want to play after I finish. Like Jusant was like my, you know, play for fun game. And I was like, and it's a little bit shorter. And it's like, and I'll have the story background that I can share with my wife when she plays Infinite Wealth. Like, maybe this, she, maybe this is the you? time to get in. I think. <laughs> I was gonna say, is she watching you play this so that she can at least get the? A little bit, but there's no. The other thing is like. Like we we I, we're, you know we hang out together while I'm playing, but it's in Japanese, and she's not she's usually like reading a book or something. Uh, uh, if it were dubbed, I think she would be more in- yeah. invested. Is there no dub? There isn't, but there's one coming. From what I okay, understand. I was like They're the recent Yakuza games are have had dubs. So yeah, surprised to hear that. I would like to play it dubbed. I I know there's like a subs versus dub argument forever, you know, flaming on the internet, but I I do like dubs. I think dubs have gotten really good in the last you know, decade. I like going back and watching old anime from like the early two thousands and stuff is like, I understand why everyone hates this. This is, this is pretty much terrible, but I mean, for the most part, I think like modern dub is excellent. And the people who are behind it, like know what they're doing and are passionate about it. Yeah. I know? love, I love the dub for, uh, I guess Yakuza seven, we'll call it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that dub was great. So yeah, I it, I would switch over to dub if if it comes through and I haven't finished it yet. But yeah, so that's sort of my weird background of it. I know I said I didn't have a lot to say about it, but I just it's like a weird place to get in on on like a dragon. Finally, is like this sort of spinoff <laughs> for the protagonist who has six other games. You know, it's like, well, I mean, you know, he died. He pretended to die, and he's restarting his life. So maybe this is a place where I can restart with him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think we're doing him a disservice too. I think we're supposed to technically call him Jory Joryu now. Jory. That... Yeah, I think it, we're we're blowing up his spot. It but... is pretty funny in the game where people who are like, there's, they're like, yeah, you're Kiryu. I know you're Kiryu. I and he's be like, no, my name's Joryu. And they're like, consistently, they're like, dude, are we still doing this? Like, come on, <laughs> like that's so. You gotta, you gotta commit. Right <laughs> commit to the bit. 
Yeah. So, uh, but all that said, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Okay. I'm not over the moon for it. I, I don't think I'm like a suddenly a Yakuza convert or anything like that. I don't really, the combat I find kind of frustrating because it's not, there's not much to do with it. You just sort of punch a lot and then you pull the right trigger uh, after you build up that meter. Like I, I desperately want like a counter or something. And there is like a counter of sorts, but it's not, you know, it's not like, you know, like a, a Sekiro counter or something like that. It's just like, you can get out of the way sometimes. And I've, I've never been the biggest brawler fan in general, you know? So like, I'm, I'm like sort of like ho-hum on the combat, but like, you know, as everyone has said for years and years at this point, like, those worlds are very well realized and the characters are a lot of fun. And that's what sort of pulls you in. Absolutely. So, so I'm getting there. Getting the melodrama. So it's like I am actually eager to maybe take it on as a turn-based game. I think I would probably like that more, despite being more of an action fan in general. I think I, I kind of understand why they switched to turn-based at this point. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of seven, I, I think my plan right now is to finish that over Christmas break so I can get ready for, for Infinite Wealth. I really... It's one of the few games that has made me cry. Wait, um, Yakuza and I haven't even seven? finished it. You haven't finished it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you did. Like a dragon? No. Okay. No, because it was. Uh, it came out. Was it 2020? 2020. Yeah. 2021. 2021. Is that right? Yeah. It. Uh. When it. Oh wait, wait. Actually, no. I think it was 2020. I think it was 2020. It was very much a yeah, pandemic yeah. game. I That's right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I got hired. The like two weeks before that game came out. Yeah, because I was like, I remember we had a. I know we voted him as like the best character that year, Ichiban, or, or best dork or something, but it was like in a, yeah. in a positive context. Uh, yeah. 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 I just remember there was a whole discussion about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We ended up, uh, that was a very busy time because right. I just started a new job and uh, I played, I think like 20 hours of it. I got through uh, a fair amount, but um, enough to know that I want to go back and finish it. So yeah. I'm going to try to do that over, over Christmas break. We decided we're going to stay home this year and, and just relax. And I think I'm going to try to tackle a, a Yakuza game. It's a good, it's a good approach. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad you're liking it, Kyle. I'm interested yeah. to hear if you stick with it. I agree on the, the, the combat, you know, I played Yakuza zero uh, a bit and, you know, I, I understood why people like the combat. You know, it's fun, like chucking bicycles at people and stuff. But yeah, it's totally the totally the characters and the melodrama of it all that really yeah. sucks you in, and and the silliness too when you get into those side missions. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So much fun. <laughs> uh, well, Marcus, uh, you've been playing a new Metroidvania called The Last Faith. Yeah, really. Uh, I heard you talking about it, I, I was gonna say just the. I was like, it's more on the Vania and than the the Metroid. This is a Castlevania style thing. I appreciate that distinction, Marcus, because I feel like there is actually quite a thick line between those two games that people sort of <laughs> like uh, sort of put together on unfairly sometimes. Yeah, I would say if you wanted to be accurate, uh, it's a Soulsvania because those are definitely the two inspirations. Um, I, I guess this isn't one I don't have a ton to say either because I'm, I'm still early in it. But, a, a, you know, 2D uh, Castlevania style and by Castlevania, I mean, like it's got RPG leveling and mechanics though it's done in the sort of soulsy style of like having to go to a dedicated person that says that you know you level up with whereas in castlevania you can do it anytime it's got but like even the map the the like aesthetic of the map is exactly the same as symphony and like all the 
you know, like Metroidvania style Castlevanias of like, oh, it's blue and you got the little red squares for like save rooms and all that stuff that you see and you go like, okay, yeah, yeah, I I know how to read this. Um, (laughs) But it's like, uh, it's weird. I don't even know the, I forget the exact story setup. I just know you play as a guy named Eric who looks somewhat like Gabriel from Castlevania Lords of Shadow. I I don't know why I'm just looking at him and the way- Okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. The way they- draw his character portrait and his pose it almost reminds me of the box art for lords of shadows i don't know if they were if that's what they were going for uh intentionally but he's got some sort of um he seems like he's got some sort of ailment where he's kind of like transforming uh and he's trying to get that uh looked at but in terms of the gameplay like it's hack and slash you've got uh, a variety of different melee weapons as well as you can have different uh range weapons and you know you're carrying items and you can switch between these on the fly, whereas you start with a sword, but at least at the point that I'm at, I've picked up an, an axe that's a little... What I like about the axe, actually, is that it's heavier, but it's not slow. It's just, like, a little bit slower than the sword, but it's not, like, uh, you know, like, it takes, like, two hours to yeah. swing, which for I generally prefer faster-paced uh, combat anyway, so I kind of like that the axe feels heavy, but it's not sacrificing speed too much. Uh, this game overall, like, the... Uh, to, to lean into the Soul-style stuff, it's, like, the encounters feel more thoughtful. Like you're not just hacking and slashing away through enemies. Like even a basic enemy can take you down if you're not, you know, taking them at least a little bit seriously. Um, you've got a dodge roll, but you've also got the a la carte style, like back dash that you can do. And there's even like executions that you can do to the enemies where if you get them down to a certain point, they'll get a little button prompt and then he'll do like a canned animation. Like there's one guy or like a, a class of enemies where you'll like grab their weapon and he just like like cleaves their heads open and just blood starts pouring out and you're like oh that looks cool um i haven't seen i haven't reached this point but i've seen in trailers and just stuff that i've uh sort of like the areas i've seen where you can get new traversal abilities like you have a wall jump that you can get um i it looks like you can get a grapple hook just based on little points kind of like hook things in the environment i was like i probably need a rope or something for that um it's it's also a little bit more on the um the handheld Castlevanias and that you're exploring multiple big areas and not just, it's not set in like one castle. It's kind of like, okay, okay, you start out in a a castle, but then you go outside and then that outside area is kind of labyrinthine. And then you go to another building and that has its own little labyrinth. So it definitely reminds me of like the DS Castlevanias in that sense. Maybe portrait of ruin specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Um, mm, that's, that's, uh, that, that, that's up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do. I love those DS Castlevania games, and I also love Lords of the Shadow. So if he kind of looks like Gabriel, like that's these are all ticks in my pro column. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun so far. Like the combat feels pretty good. Um, I you know the sub weapons I found like you get you get like gun kind of like Bloodborne style that has limited bullets. Uh, you can also get like I have like force lightning basically, where he's just shooting lightning bolts from his hand. It can uh, zap ranged enemies the last sub weapon i got is basically the axe from castlevania it's like a i think it's like a glaive kind of like dark sector style but he throws it like the axe it's got the same sort of upward arc so you got to use it the same way other than that it's like you know like i said the soul stuff is what you would expect if you die you got to go pick your your souls or whatever they're called in this game or you lose them forever i've only done one boss fight so far who wasn't super difficult like it took like three tries before i took him down and honestly i only died because i hadn't figured out how to use my health items <laughs> no because <laughs> they don't no. like you have to manually equip them to your hotkey and i didn't realize that i thought they would just appear so i was like wait how do i use my health uh but then once i did i was like okay i can 
I can whoop this guy pretty uh pretty easily. But yeah, I need to play more of it. But I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I'm I think I'm in the mood for something like this because it's been a while since. I mean, obviously it's been a while since we had a new Castlevania, but I think the last like Castlevania style game I played was might have been Ender Lilies, which I reviewed like two years ago, and it is also a good one of those if you haven't played that. But you know, between like the uh, the gothic kind of look to it and just the the same sort of like everything in this world sucks vibe <laughs> and everything looks like the most horrible thing you've ever seen in your life. It's, it's hitting those notes of like, Ooh, I, I like being in this really crappy world. I want to, I want to kill things. In there. <laughs> what are you playing on? I, we have an NGT that should be going up or is up. I'm playing it on PC on that, but I, I have a PS five code as okay. well. So I'm going to, I'm going to start and keep playing on PS five. I only, I only played on PC just because it was easier to capture for the NGT, but I, I think I'm going to start Switch? a new save on PS5. Uh, I think so. It looks like, let's see. Yeah, there's a release date trailer. Let's say yes. Uh, November 15th. Okay, yeah, this week it'll be on Switch. Maybe I'll play okay. on Switch. I was like, if nothing else, it's on, you know, I, I would imagine it's probably on Steam Deck or playable or whatever. And... Yeah, I still go, with games like this in particular, I'll still go Switch over Steam Deck just because, uh, as much as I love the Steam Deck, that is a heavy object <laughs> and i love i love my switch light which just feels like the weight of like two paper clips yeah do some like, <laughs> curling know? exercises to get strong enough to hold the steam <laughs> yeah. deck for a long time <laughs> i'm also guilty I, I of like you know laying on my back and like holding a system over my head uh when i like and the steam deck is like you know that that's like a path to like a black how eye many times like, have you accidentally dropped your switch on your face doing that i mean pretty often oh yeah, quite yeah. often. Yeah, I would say like probably. F- let's see. I I was gonna say maybe like three times a year, something like that. Three or four times a year. I mean, maybe. that's that's. I don't know if I call that often. That's oh, like okay. It's enough to where you you're like aware, like hey, I can't let that happen again. But I, <laughs> yeah. I, you're not like some klutz that's like whoa every. Like, that's every why I like the switch. Week. Like I drop so my yeah. phone. I drop my phone on my face sometimes too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. See, yeah, if you so- did that with a Steam Deck, your face would just look like Gumby. You'd just be flattened. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you would die basically. You would, you would have a concussion. Although that that Steam Deck. Are you all OLED, thinking about picking up the? Uh, yeah, I was gonna five percent lighter. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna upgrade? <laughs> no. Nah. I mean, I'm glad okay. I waited. Yeah, I, I don't like, have get one, that one if so. you don't have a Steam Deck. But I'm I'm good with what I have. The OLED is not a significant enough upgrade for me. I like with the Switch, like Switch OLED. I do like versus... the the thirty to fifty percent more battery life. Yeah, that's depending nice. on the game, yeah. obviously. I think the thing uh, that I would traveling want... for work is like hmm. for Steam Deck, I would want it to be a lot lighter and smaller, which I don't think is a reasonable request for that platform. Yeah. If I'm being Le- honest, less life threatening. Yeah, well, it's just big too. I just would, I just would like. I, I mean, like my favorite. I love the Switch Lite because of how small it is. You know, like that's like my platform of choice generally. Yeah, I love the Switch Lite. I, uh, I look at Kayla sometimes and I'm like, oh, should I make that my main Switch? Because she doesn't <laughs> use it since Animal Crossing. Yeah, she's not playing Animal <laughs> Crossing. But, uh, but yeah. Did you guys see that tweet with a uh, Dan Reichard playing the Steam Deck OLED inside of a bunch of Steam Deck OLEDs? Yeah, they made it look like a, a cap, a motion capture. Yeah, studio, like it was like it was a, all an orb. Yeah, like all he was just surrounded up. by like an orb of OLEDs with their lights on. And I was looking at that, and I was like, that seems like that would be miserable because that if that screen is as bright as it is, and they're just like all shining on you <laughs> while you're trying to play Steam Deck, it's like I mean, I hope they use some like good lights or colors that it wouldn't blind you when you want to get out of there immediately. <laughs> but 
it was an interesting looking nah, setup. He, I could go look that up. I told him he he changed his profile picture on Instagram to him standing uh amongst those that that you know installation, I guess we could call it. And was that I, like at like, Valve or something? Like I what is that thing? I, I think assumed so, it yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, I watched the giant bomb vlog. Uh, and it seemed like they were going to Valve, and they didn't even know. They were told it had something to do with Steam Deck, but they weren't told ahead of time what it was. Right. Do you think they will sell the ones in that ball when it comes out? Like they just block <laughs> it and say, "Like, all right, ship this to, uh, you know, Des Moines, refurbished." Yeah, sec- second hand. Yeah. How? How? What? What kind of percentage? If you're going to buy one of those off that rack, is twenty percent, thirty percent? You mean like you discount? Yeah, yeah. For you oh. to buy one of those. I mean, if it's the only the rack Steam decks. If it's not coming with the other stuff it comes with, like the, the case, and they're just like, here you go. I, I mean, probably like 30% minimum, right? <laughs> 20% minimum? Okay. It's used. It's used. They got to they gotta mark it down. You know? Yeah. But would, it, would it be an upcharge because it was used in you know a lot of this marketing material? for? I the mean, they're, they're not shining it on Taylor Swift. Why it would be. <laughs> no offense to Dan Riker, but <laughs> yeah, he's not Taylor Swift. That is true. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, they use it in the commercials for yeah. things. I hear what you're okay. saying, but it's like it's not that situation. Like, hey, this was this was like in the how presence much of someone buy, famous. <laughs> you know, so how much would you buy the Switch from the original rooftop Nintendo Switch commercial? The oh, one that the girl like carries the, to oh. the parties. You think they still? You think they still have that exact model that, somewhere? Yeah. Let's say they did. Would you pay more? No, that thing is gonna have Joy-Con drift. Like crazy. <laughs> That's like a pre-launch console. I mean, honestly, it probably did in that commercial. They probably cut it right when she was like, "I can't. Why is it? Why is? Why is Link going the other way? Like she just gets visibly frustrated." <laughs> Uh, no, that that's nothing to me. But maybe if it was like in a movie or something that I liked, maybe that would make it a little more enticing. But yeah, if Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. was uh, that in Wolf of Wall Street where he sits up, but he's all, he has a switch in his lap when he sits up and points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'll pay premium for that one. Uh, wait, the that's in uh, that's in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh wait, sorry. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I get this. Wait, wait hold it? on. I thought what it was you guys talking about. Neither of those movies we're, take we're, place in present day. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we're it doesn't Leonardo make sense. DiCaprio. I'm just saying. Let's just say he when did. he's pointing at the TV. Yeah, he's pointing at the TV in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, you know what's weird? I get those movies mixed up for some reason, and I don't know why. But maybe because they're, they're each very like three different. hours long. <laughs> maybe, maybe because they're both super long. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess to kyle's point it wouldn't make sense either way but let's just say that it did mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have, you have, have a point there let's uh, just say that they did it anyway <laughs> i wouldn't buy it no i'm good i don't think I'm good. Is, that's the question still like it's still uh, we've lost the thread it smells like leonardo dicaprio's crotch I'll, at I'm a 75 percent discount i would <laughs> <laughs> um Marcus, you wanted to talk about the Game Awards predictions. Yeah, uh, we had the we had the nominations that released this week. Game Informer was part of the judges panel, um, and it has incited uh, you know some conversation. <laughs> Just a few about indie games <laughs> and Dave the Diver. Um, Poor Dave the Diver didn't even ask for this. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I want to talk about it in a broader sense of like you know they released the nominees this week, and this is a this is always fun to sort of 
give our predictions about you know who do we think's gonna win and then also i what's thought what's gonna win and then also i thought we'd give our maybe guesses of what's going to show up in terms of like world premieres like we know grand theft auto 6 is going to be there but you know if you guys had any predictions of Wait, what else you think do? to expect Wait, no we don't know no that. we don't i mean we know grand theft auto is there they said that who not at the game awards i thought it was at the game awards well, what, wasn't, what it, wasn't it explicitly? I thought Wait, they I... said that there's going to be a trailer like next year. Isn't that what they said? No, it's like December. It's like it's I mean, December. I... God, I think everyone assumes Game Awards because it's like around the same time. But I wasn't. I don't. Maybe it wasn't ex- explicitly stated Game Awards, but there was a GTA trailer coming very soon. Yeah, around yes, that. Time. I think. Yeah, I think I was of the opinion that they are not going to associate themselves with the Game Awards. Like they are bigger than that. I mean, They're I thought that too, but then again. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay, Marcus. So early, they said, uh, we are very excited to let you know that early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. I think everyone has assumed game because like early December, Game Awards is the seventh. So you're like, that's a huge stage to announce a thing. So I guess they haven't explicitly said it, but. That does line up, but that would be surprising because like, yeah, Rockstar is among the few who doesn't need anybody really they don't no, they don't ball. i'm yeah. not saying yeah they don't but it just seemed like well you may as well if it's gonna that's a good there's point a, there's already yeah. a giant globally watched event happening early december so you may as well just say hey play our trailer please jeff yeah <laughs> i no, i think i think they're too cocky like the leaders over at rockstar i mean that game got leaked like... already they already you've already seen like a super rough <laughs> <laughs> it ain't like a giant surprise anymore <laughs> so. yeah i guess that's true <laughs> but like, I, I think like i think like december you know What's the Monday before the Game Awards? What date is that? Uh, well, December first is, is a Friday, so it would be the fourth. I could see like December fourth. We wake up on a Monday, and they're like, "If they said early December, why wouldn't they have just said the Game Awards?" I guess. Yeah, I don't. I know. mean, like that's a good point. I mean, they, they just hate. I mean, especially if Jeff knows it's going to be there, you know, he would be hyping it to you all know, heaven. Like, exactly. we got GTA Six. Yeah. I know, yeah. The next Grand Theft Auto, to be clear. It's not it, they called it the next Grand yeah, Theft Auto. Yeah, we they we're calling it six. <laughs> they haven't called it anything. It's Grand Theft Auto Online 2. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, want. that would be hilarious just for the reactions. <laughs> but, yeah. Um okay, well yeah. okay, I guess we don't know for sure. My mistake. But you know, I guess there's a, yeah. a slim window it could there be. There is, yeah. No, yeah, there is for sure. You know, weird messaging aside. But regardless, you know, I it's always fun to sort of like go down the list i'm not saying we have to hit all of these especially the like esport content creator stuff that's not really our bag um but i got the list up and i guess i, I can read them and you guys can just give me your like your guess of what's gonna win now i will say we're not going by what we want to win what do you think the industry is going think to we'll... pick right yeah yeah so all right let's do it all right well let's start with the big one i'm just going down the list as it was printed Game of the year choices: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. This is Baldur's Gate and Zelda, right? I mean, I, I, I my so. my game of the year. I will reveal now. This is surprising no one is is Tears of the Kingdom so far, right? Like the year is not over yet. I love Tears of the Kingdom. I do think Baldur's Gate is going to take the game awards i think really i think okay. it, I, and i mean to sort of get ahead of ourselves a little bit i think it's going to be like baldur's gate game of the year and i bet alan wake is going to mop up a lot of the other categories i think 
so is it worth pointing out that apparently I didn't watch them, but I heard the golden joysticks that just happened. Baldur's Gate swept like oh, yeah. it cleaned yeah, house surprising. there like yeah. crazy. <laughs> so it's got that momentum coming in, which if we're looking at it like a Golden Globes Oscar situation isn't like the running thing. It's like, oh, if you win the Golden Globes, you're going to you're going to win the yeah. Oscar. Uh, I, I do so. think it's yeah, I think it's Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. Yeah, I I want to say Zelda because it seems like you, but I think this is one of those situations where it's like a I don't even say mild surprise because like obviously Baldur's Gate took our circle by storm, but I think it, I think it'll still be mildly surprised. I'm like, wow, we we actually did it. It is I Baldur's th- Gate. Okay, I feel like also this year, I think Tears of the Kingdom for a lot of people met really unreasonably high expectations, right? And Baldur's Gate exceeded all expectations, and that and that goes a long way when it comes to award talk. You know, it's like if you have the student who always gets A pluses turns in another A plus and the student who just transferred in from Kickstarter (laughs) (laughs) throwing in an A plus, you're like, well, where did this person come from? This guy, this kid's a genius. And you're like, I've been making A's since you've known me. (laughs) I want to know more about being a crowdfunded student. Is it? (laughs) Water's Game was not a Kickstarter, was it? I made that up, didn't I? Don't they have some kind of weird crowdfunding? Actually, or something? wasn't it like in the very beginning? Didn't it have sort of crowdfund campaign. I just, the earliest thing I remember was the Stadia tie-in. Okay, yeah, the, there was there was absolutely a Kickstarter here. Okay, okay. we didn't make right. that up. Oh, right. No, I'm, this is for Divinity. Okay, I don't know what I'm oh. talking about. Never mind. Ignore right. me. <laughs> Best game direction, which is literally every game I just listed, minus Resident Evil Four. <laughs> See, I think Alan Wake takes that one. I think Alan Wake takes it as well. I just because it's such a focused, like, you know, specific idea. It feels like a game that was directed (laughs) more than, you know, specifically Baldur's Gate and Tears of the Kingdom. Like, the thing that's so lovely about those games is they don't feel directed. You know, they feel directed by the player. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Alan Wake uh, feels directed by uh, a a, a studio called Remedy. That feels right. Also, listeners, if you're, if someone, brave soul, want to keep tally, because I'm sure we'll we'll recap this the 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 show after the game awards we'll see who how right we were um best narrative alan wake 2 baldur's gate 3 cyberpunk phantom liberty final fantasy 16 and spider-man i think what is not what i would vote but i think what's gonna win and i I say that because i haven't played it yet but spider-man 2 feels like it's gonna win really narrative i my vote would be baldur's gate 3 um maybe alan wake 2 could win this I think I think Baldur's Gate takes it again. Again, we're speaking yeah. to like what we think will happen, not necessarily our personal votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Baldur's Gate. I think the only one that might take it is Alan Wake. Sure, I, I could see it swinging. That's that's like the dark horse, I guess. But actually, the dark horse for me would be Final Fantasy. But I, I think it's Baldur's Gate. Best art direction: Alan Wake, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. See, like I, I, I think there are people gonna there's gonna be people that look at Hi-Fi Rush and see how different it is and vote for it for that. I could see the same thing for Mario Wonder. These are people in the industry voting. These aren't like yeah. fans. 120 I know, outlets. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I, I feel like there's I feel like I would pick Alan Wake too, but I don't know if Alan Wake wins that category. Yeah, I think, I, I think Alan Wake takes it. Yeah. I think Hi-Fi Rush takes it actually. Alright. I think it's got a little bit more visual eye candy that might be a little too hard to to deny there. I think when you look at screenshots, yeah, Hi-Fi Rush like very quickly, you know, has this very apparent art direction. Yeah. Whereas Alan Wake 2, 
you got to dig in there to really appreciate and, and it. Sc- and screenshots, it looks like a game we have seen before, right? It, it very much looks like a, a Naughty Dog game in terms of like lighting and all of that. But in motion and it's real like people the, in a real place. Effects, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in motion, it it takes the cake. But uh, I, I, I think Hi-Fi Rush is going to win it. All right. We all say hi for well, you're saying Alan Wake, Kyle. I'm saying Alan Wake, yeah. Okay. Uh, best score in music: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate, Final Fantasy, Hi-Fi Rush, and Zelda. Final Fantasy. I think Final Fantasy takes it. Yeah. I think Final Fantasy takes this too. Okay. We're overall <laughs> Final Fantasy. <laughs> gotcha. Um, best audio design: Alan Wake, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man, and Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Again, I think it's Hi-Fi Rush. Again, not necessarily our votes. Some of the, not necessarily what we yeah, would yeah. personally vote for, but I really do think Alan Wake is going to take a lot of these other categories. I think Alan Wake will take this one too. I, like okay. I said, I think Baldur's Gate Game of the Year, and I think Alan Wake is going to sweep a lot of other secondary categories. I think Alan Wake's the front runner, but I my gut tells me it's going to be High Five Rush and a mild surprise. Sure, sure. Yeah, here's an interesting one: Best Performance. Ben Starr as Clive in Final Fantasy. Uh, Cameron Mona. I'd never know how to say his name. Mona. Monahan. 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 I always want to say the G. Uh, as, as Cal Kestis in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, Idris Elba as Solomon Solomon Reed in Cyberpunk 2077. Phantom Liberty. Uh, Melanie LeBird as Saga Anderson in Alan Wake. Uh, Neil Newbon as Asterion in Baldur's Gate. And Yuri Lowendahl as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. First and foremost, that Najee Jeter gets shafted. (laughs) Who? who? Uh, uh, Miles Morales' voice actor. Uh, Yeah. I didn't love Peter's performance in that. I like Yuri Lowendahl's performance as Peter Parker quite a bit, actually. I like Yuri Lowendahl's Peter Parker. I just like... And it all comes back to just me not liking mean Peter Parker. But I just didn't really like him. He was like... Oh, I'm I'm Peter, but I'm mad. You know, <laughs> I remember. Which I, I don't think that's even that. on. That's not even on Yuri. That's more just like the sort of that's the that's the the game. That's just the lore. Yeah. But I think yeah, I I I think this either goes to, I think this either goes to Baldur's Gate or I think it goes to Final Fantasy just because the actor has been so in, like connected to Clive as like he's become like he has embraced that role so much that like he's become kind of a, a meme to a certain degree. I think there's <laughs> like going to be a camp- being Clive so much that, you know, he did such a great job with it that people will, will, will take that into account with, with their votes. Potentially. I, I think so too. Like his, his performance is fantastic and it's might be my personal favorite on this list. But I think, as you said, like, if you ever know the story of how he got that role, like he didn't audition for Clive initially, like he auditioned oh, to no. be like a random uh-huh. NPC. And Square liked his voice so much that they had him read Clive's lines because they're like, whoa, hold on a second. So he got it just by accident, basically. Oh, nice. And that's just such a fun, like, underdog story. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, not even getting the part, but, like, knocking it out of the park. And I think fans are going to want to reward that of, like, man, it'd be cool if he went from, like, wanting to be, I don't know, random shopkeeper number 45 to game award winning <laughs> protagonist. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I I think that combined with his performance, I think it's going to be Ben Starr all, all the way. I think it's Ben Starr as well. Yeah. Shout out, Ben. You're probably listening to this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he does listen to a lot of podcasts, right? He, I he was in our stream uh, one time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
innovation and accessibility. This is one I don't, I, you know, maybe I don't know as much about just from, uh, you know, not digging around in all of these, but Diablo 4, uh, Forza, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter. I think Street Fighter is going to win it uh, with the dynamic control oh, scheme. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you can play the game with one button. Spider-Man 2 has a lot of good stuff, though. Like, the way you can remap stuff to, like, the D-pad and, like, slow the game speed down, which is a really cool touch. I, I think I might lean Spider-Man 2. But I, I, it might come down to Spider-Man and Street Fighter because of that. Um, I, I'm going, I'm going, I'm sticking with Street Fighter. Yeah. Okay. I'll follow Alex on this I'll one. I'll follow you on that. To the gates of hell, <laughs> Alex. Oh. <laughs> that's not where i want to go i'm not planning to go there well, hey, if you're... you end up there we're saying we'll be there with you yeah okay okay thank you uh games for impact the most maybe the second most nebulous category of the game oh, awards sure. of like yeah, what yeah. does it actually mean now um but games that make a... you feel something because other games don't i don't <laughs> <laughs> a space for the unbound uh chance of sonar goodbye volcano high Chia, Terra Nil, and Venba. So here's why I think a cha- uh, a space for the Unbound will take this is because that game came out early in the year when we weren't completely overloaded with video games, and so quite a few people played that game. <laughs> I think fewer people played the rest of the games on this list. I think it's that or Venba. Yeah, Ven- yeah. I'm gonna lean Venba. Okay. I think. I see. I I played Space for the Unbound. I haven't played Venba, which kind of like makes me, uh, what's it, like biased towards Space for the Unbound. You know. Yeah, I've played two of these games, which is Chia and Terranol. I my heart would actually it would be pretty cool to see Chia. That'd probably be it. my my personal vote. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. Again, I don't know what people. I I assume we all have our own like definition of what like what is a winner in this category as we, yeah, I think yeah. we understand yeah. the category in maybe somewhat different ways so it's like I don't if my definition doesn't fit yours and something else wins I, I'll say you know what I'll say Chia why not alright and then go with Venba alright space for down for me okay okay we're all different on this yeah so we'll all be Which wrong seems correct for the for the category <laughs> <laughs> Best ongoing game, Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, which is an interesting one, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Alex, you could probably speak to this one the yeah. best, I, maybe. Like, I would go Cyberpunk, because if I look at this list, I was like, well, if we're going to ongoing game, there's only one of these games that I played that I got excited about this year, and it was it's Cyberpunk. You know? Yeah, but it's, like, but it's not a, it's not a live service. Yeah, like every, I feel like they every, should call this live service. Yeah, because then every game is an ongoing game if it gets updates and expansions. Yeah, right? well, yeah. that's true. I mean, I guess I think Fortnite will win, but yeah. I think Fortnite will win, too. Sure. I don't think Final Fantasy yeah. had any big, super big things this year. Like, a lot of that stuff is next year, like Dawn Trail and stuff, so yeah, yeah. we'll say Fortnite. I think it's Fortnite. I mean, community support, the... I mean, this is another one I, I don't know. I, I can read them off. You know, Baldur's I feel like it's going to be Final Fantasy fourteen or Baldur's Gate. Yeah, the other three are Cyberpunk, Destiny 2, and No Man's Sky. Which, I mean, No Man's Sky is always, like, low-key the winner of this, it feels like, because they do so much and it doesn't... It flies under the radar more often than not. But then you look, I feel like it flew under the radar more so this year. Well, we got the other years. No Man's Sky, Starfield. That's why. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I don't have. A, I don't even have a good uh, guess for this one, frankly. If I'm being honest, 
I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna I feel think... like it's not destiny. I feel like there's been some like no bad will I... to where I'm like, I'm surprised it made the list. <laughs> but, Me too. Like, how did it get best uh, community support, but not even a best ongoing game nomination where they had to put Cyberpunk? <laughs> also, not to mention, Bungie laid off a lot of its community support, which sucks. <laughs> Actually, that's almost like cruel irony. That this I know. Like, it would be so frustrating. I mean, it's always it's frustrating no matter what. But I mean, it would be all the more frustrating if they were like, yeah, they they had great community support. It's like, yeah, and then you freaking got rid of them. Like, what the hell's wrong with you guys? Yeah, anyway. and that's why they won't win because <laughs> everyone's still <laughs> mad at them for doing. I'm gonna that, say it's probably No Man's Sky or Baldur's Gate. Yeah, part Baldur's Gate. I'm going with Baldur's Gate. Sure. All right, here we go, guys. This is where we get spicy. Best independent game. <laughs> <laughs> we have Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. So I guess we may as well just get into this can of worms now. Dave the Diver not is not an indie, indie game. game yeah i mean which i said in our voting i don't remember if we voted for david i said it not. too by the way yeah and i only said and i know because i got yelled at for it when i try when i said that it was an indie game online for a social oh, post i was like and then i had to change you? the social posts because <laughs> i and yeah. my i thought and that was the thing where that was my fault i just kind of assumed it was and then it was like oh okay but that's Subsidiary the thing the area of nexon it's we i, I mean it, and no no one's wrong Dave Diver is not an independent game. I think that is absolutely fair. But like, th- there's always games like that every year, and it's weird that Dave the Diver has become the sort of scapegoat for it. I feel like there's always games in this category that because indie is more about a vibe than the actual publisher developer relationship. Uh, in these instances, it's funny because I saw Ash Bears talk about that exact thing where she's like maybe she's like for the longest time this category has meant nothing and it has just been based on vibes and pixels and that's, is like yeah, is that is that yeah. good <laughs> it's like is that necessarily a good thing to go by such a vague thing when it's like when that could leave out legit indies that might be deserving if we're just going by vibes and pixels because they people have brought up that lies of p is technically an indie game yeah and i mean like internally like uh there there there, there have been instances where developers have like you know, like you wouldn't call something an indie game because it was published by a major publisher, but like internally, it was probably like a huge fight to get any resources put into that game, you know, like that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, Journey it's... is the one that I always point to that should have been the scapegoat from the beginning because everyone refers to Journey as a like an indie game. Like that sort of kicked off indie discussions and smaller games, you know, these like smaller downloadable games, like how do we how do we consider those and sort of you know uh, award categories and stuff like that and it's like journey was published by sony you guys <laughs> like this is yeah, not it's, an indie you know i wouldn't have expected dave the diver to be the sort of like last straw so i think this is this yeah. has been an issue for the longest time and i think it's finally bubbled up to the this was the breaking point of like okay no seriously we need to maybe really either rethink this category or like re like clarify it better because like what is this yeah what does this even mean Cocoon, anymore Cocoon also published by Annapurna Interactive. Yeah, and Annapurna. Like, you look at that, and are they an like, indie? Like, why do we consider Annapurna indie? Yeah, because I mean, we, we do, usually yeah. do with Annapurna. It's like the giant. Film I think it's. Company. I think it's the vibe. Yeah. I think we need to say best small game for the category. Yeah. But then, what does that, like that? You have to like. What does that mean? Is that budget? Is that team size? Does it matter if you're small if you have a publisher? I mean, yeah, I think I they guess. clarify. I think they say like, or or what about best downloadable game? Like only downloadable only. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I that feels like weird. So, what does that mean for like 
quality yeah, of like you don't deserve then, to be like, with the big boys because you don't have yeah, I don't, I don't especially know. as we get more further away from physical media in general that's probably not as niche as it used to be what a, what about like best experimental game because a lot of a lot of you know indie games we look at them that way because they are kind of going against the grain in some way and doing i mean my different. favorite experimental game is assassin's creed mirage <laughs> <laughs> they went, they, yeah, they experimented by going back. <laughs> I was just trying to year. think of like you know <laughs> the the opposite of an indie game that was like, but in the way we that would we call like experimental, Alan yeah. Wake Two is my favorite experiment. And experimental game. is like suggesting like you've never played anything like this. Maybe yeah. I don't know. We don't know what you played, so maybe I you think have, of it like experimental music. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. No, I I'm just I'm like playing devil's advocate, probably. Yeah. In a frustrating I mean, way, unless but... you just, you, I mean, I think you either like buckle down on independent and be really strict and say no you have to be legit self-published no matter even if it's a smaller publisher you, you that just doesn't count like we're really sticking to like indie best self-published game yeah yeah oh, like uh, you either like t- tighten that belt basically and, and crack the whip or you just do what you guys are suggesting like best small game and then work really hard to clarify what that means in a way that yeah. will piss people they off. could do they could literally like i don't know i don't know how they enforce it but they could get rid of this category and introduce two new categories and have it based on budgets so best you know single sub, a double a right <laughs> best yeah best in how what's an a yeah you know but like best, even that gets uh, muddy yeah best game under ten thousand dollars with a budget you know what i mean like yeah that kind of thing. It, it would almost be similar to like weight classes and like combat sports a bit about like it's not taking away like it's not saying it can't be as good as like triple a million dollar game it's just like like you know like the best light heavyweight in the world is still like a huge deal you know yeah, You're, right. it's just yeah. that that's just your weight class that's all you know yeah, uh, I do. And to be clear, I would I think I would like it to be sort of buckled, like very defined indie game, a game that is independent, a game that was not published by, you know, self-publish. Right. Like I I would I think I do want it to find yeah. that because there's still point. a ton of those out there. Yeah. It's just that the sort of like it's almost like the indie games that are like like an Annapurna almost feel like the the chipotles of video games of like it's like premium fast food of like this is premium <laughs> indie you know what i mean premium indie <laughs> best yeah premium it's like it's indie game. <laughs> it's sort of indie and like buy but it's i mean it's got like a it's got money behind it still so it's like mm. the nicer indie game quote unquote as opposed to like the taco stand on the side of the road owned by a one guy indie game <laughs> you know now with all that being said i, I think i'm going to cast my sort of uh, I you know that's the wrong way to phrase it because I don't want it to sound like I'm casting a vote, but like I think I think Sea of Stars might have the potential to take this category. I think Sea of Stars wins yeah. this year. I think so too. Do you think that? Um, I almost feel bad for Dave. But like, or is it not going to get the vote purely because people are like, well, it's not indie, so it just by default doesn't get it, regardless uh, of how good it actually is. I think it'll. Be, it's going to be close. It's either going to be Dave the Diver or. Oh, you think? I feel like people are just going to vote out of spite think... almost. <laughs> like for it, you know? no i think there's people who are absolutely in the camp of it's an indie game well you know that i'm gonna vote for it the other thing the other damning thing was that the developer a while ago came out and said it's not an indie game said and yeah, yeah like they, they straight up were like no no no, we this is this is an indie game which is the other fuel on this fire for the discourse of like if they straight up said that we're not an indie game long before it was nominated then 
I get like, why are we even arguing that it is? <laughs> I guess they yeah. could like just say we don't accept the nomination or something. But I, yeah, I wonder if they've said would, any. Yeah. I haven't kept up to see like have they responded to this at all to be like, hey, we don't want to be here. <laughs> you know, thanks for the nod, but no. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess we're all saying sea of stars. So yeah, yeah. All right. So. And on a in a similar note, best debut indie, <laughs> which narrows it down a bit. And uh, this is I think. Oh, real quick, yeah, I'll let you read them out. Uh, Cocoon. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. I could see Pizza Tower taking this. Pizza Tower was a bit of a sensation earlier this year. I think I think it's Dredge. I think I think the people Dredge who is good too. Let's again, we're just trying to predict things. I think the people who yeah, vote yeah. for this are people who earlier this year were over the moon for Dredge. I th- I, I, like... I talked to a lot of people who are like, this might be my game of the year. You know, I was in that camp, and then I've kind of cooled. Yeah. I feel like I remember a lot of Alice also being really hot for Viewfinder too. Viewfinder here was I uh, I like Viewfinder quite a lot. I think Viewfinder uh was I gosh, I'm trying not to because I'm not I don't want to be insulting. I think very Viewfinder is a really good game. Right. But like I think a lot of the excitement around Viewfinder is is you can see it in the trailer, if that makes sense. Like it's like that's really cool. And then you play it and you're like, wow, that that was exactly as cool as I expected it to be. <laughs> where um something like dredge or or cocoon which would be my personal vote i really like cocoon a lot um were kind of more like surprising and you weren't really sure what you were getting into where viewfinder like presented a thesis and executed on it really well um yeah which yeah and i think that sways the vote somewhat i this is so f- silly because we're just talking yeah. about we're guessing what other people think. <laughs> about, <you know? laughs> With that said, I no, will also fun. I will also go dredge. Uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm gonna skip. Um, I'm sticking to Pizza Tower. Okay, okay, that'd be that'd be a fun surprise. I um, don't know what that is other than a, a tower of pizzas. You know, it's like a platformer, pretty much like high speed platform. It's pretty big in speed running. War. Community. It's supposed to be like Wario. Wario. Yeah, like Wario uh, Land, Land inspired. Oh, yeah. I love Warrior. I've been Land. meaning to play it, but I why didn't you guys tell me it. about this? What the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Where have you been all my life? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna skip mobile and AR VR unless you guys really have something to say there. Uh, I'm gonna get to the genre. No, yeah, let's just let's jump around. We're, we're going long today, so yeah. Action game, best action, armored core, dead island two, ghost runner two, hi-fi rush, remnant two. This feels like hi-fi I think rush armored is armored core. Oh, 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 conflict. I think armored core wins it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the industry was so enamored with High Fire Rush that I think it, I think it takes it. So I, I see where you're coming though. For Spider Man's not on that list. No, Mm-mm, it's in the oh. action, action adventure. adventure. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I would. I think maybe High Fi might be might be taking it. Yeah. Yes, High Fi, Kyle. Because <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> action adventure, like we mentioned, Spider Man, Alan Wake Two, Resident Evil, Star Wars, Zelda. Man. Star I, Wars. Spider Man. I think Zelda could take this one because this is it, one where I'm weighing in the fan vote too. Because fans do vote for all of these, and it has some sway, not as much as the outlets. But I thought there was just like one fan vote, or you, or he shares what fans voted for. Isn't that how it works? I thought it weighed in. No, on the, on the website, you can just log in and vote for all of these categories. Yeah, yeah, no, but doesn't he say the, the winner is such and such? And this is and uh, as a point of comparison, fans voted this way. Is that not how it works? Mm, oh yeah, you're right. Does you're it? right. I, I mean, I could yeah, be, I could be sure. completely wrong here. I, that's just how I thought. I okay. thought, and then I thought maybe they had one category that was like usually fan voted. 
Okay, maybe. I, Unless he's changed it. I, yeah, I don't know. I could be totally. I'm still sticking yeah. with Spider-Man too. Though. I, I think okay. that's. <laughs> I, I I don't think that's it's too strong. Yeah. Uh, well, I just RPG. the reason I think Zelda might, and maybe it's just like me just thinking about what would I vote for is like Zelda's like not the best action game of the year, but it is like my favorite action and adventure game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you have both of those things, like the adventure of Zelda is undeniable. I can't even like, you know, something like Baldur's Gate, which is so narrative focused, like I, I doesn't have the sense of adventure that Tears of the Kingdom has, which is like I'm, I'm I'm very much in a semantics mode here. It's like, well, what do you mean by that, Kyle? It's like, I don't know. Don't ask me <laughs> any follow up questions. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> I'm going to do two more that I feel like will be relevant for all of us. I'm going to do uh, best RPG. Baldur's Gate, Final Fantasy, Lies of P, interesting choice. Uh, sea of Stars and Starfield. Baldur's I, Gate. I think Baldur's Gate takes that. How yeah. did Lies of P not get this? Like, how did that happen? Best action? Not to throw other outlets under the bus, but I know we had it in action and not RPG. I'm just saying. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> but yeah, it's Baldur's Gate, right? Um, I think Baldur's Gate takes it, yeah. Even though Sea of Stars should take it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure I'm, the, I'm alone on that side of the fence. <laughs> You're in an it's island. the best RPG of the year. And everyone's like, we're too busy playing Baldur's Gate to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, we are on our party boat. You are stranded on an island with a volleyball. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> it's like, I will have fun with my timed button pressing. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm going to skip the more niche categories like... Uh, sim strategy sports and all this stuff and i'm gonna jump to an interesting one uh best adaptation which is uh, oh sure castlevania nocturne nocturne yeah uh gran turismo which i forgot that movie came out uh the last of us super mario brothers movie and twisted metal i mean i think the last of us easily easily mario i think it might be mario i think so yeah i i I feel like mario might get it it's Even funny it probably like, should be the last of us but i feel like mario is gonna take it like i i watched a couple episodes of the last of us and was quite impressed but kind of stopped watching because i was like i i sort of know where this is going i i don't know that i need to like re-experience this with in but a different light you know kyle episode three i know i that's that's i've that, actually that might be alone to carry it to the, to the win honestly i've actually but. considered maybe just watching that episode i think that's maybe what i need to do is just watch it's that really episode and so like and because it is very, it hues so closely to the game, I almost like, even though I, I don't think it's a great movie, I, I kind of like Mario as an adaptation because it's like, I've never really seen that before, you know, like someone like who so successfully like took the sort of idea of the video game and made it into something different. I mean, I guess we have seen that before. Maybe that's silly to put, put so much on our shoulders especially when i don't actually particularly like the movie i don't think it was like a bit like like that great a movie outside of it being you know that thing i love which is mario but i, I mean I our know. our crowd was generally on the the more critical side of the movie right it, that was the story of that movie it was like critics thought it was bad or just okay and everybody else thought it was the greatest thing ever i mean i like um, looking at it but i just didn't really like watching it <laughs> <laughs> It is, I mean, you say, like, it is, to me, it is the ultimate cotton candy movie of, like, there was no substance whatsoever. Like, it's just very delightful, but then it evaporates in your mouth immediately, and then you kind of are left wanting more. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, That is a great way to talk about the Mario Brothers movie, yeah. At the same time, it's going to (laughs) win. Somehow it's going to (laughs) win. The thing about Last of Us, there were so many, like, like, look how closely, they, they basically 
did it shot for shot from the video game. And I'm like, well, okay, that cool. I think that, <laughs> that's, I guess that's but cool. <laughs> I think people in general really like that. Yes. Show and I think it's going to win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, shout out Twisted Metal. That show is way better than it has any right to be. I, I'm still happy that that thing turned out as good as it did, that it made this list. I, People I should check would, it out. I still would like to watch it, even though I have no, I don't, I never played a Twisted Metal game, but like, I like a good apocalyptic dark comedy, you know, I'll take that. Yeah. I wonder if Gran Turismo is secretly good. I haven't heard anyone talk about that movie. Uh, directed by Neil Blomkamp. Right? It was like it looked like it could be all right. I was like, are we missing something? Or was it just like, eh, it came and went. Do you want to yeah. guess the Rotten Tomato score? Yeah, I'll probably give it like a it's probably better than you would think. Probably like a sixty-five or something. I'm gonna go with a fifty-two. Marcus nailed it. It is exactly sixty-five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was like wow, it sounds right. Like it's better than you would think, but it's not like it's not gonna blow the doors off the joint. Yeah. You know? Like maybe worth a like a rent at home or like when it comes to netflix you watch it one saturday rent don't buy yeah, <laughs> yeah and then buy a car walk um, don't run yeah there we go game awards uh woo. do we want to each give one quick like prediction of like a world premiere thing before we wrap up oh sure what do you think's gonna show up there if it's not grand theft auto stealing the show <laughs> i i wonder hmm, god this is tough can my prediction be that grand theft auto is not there I mean, if you want to be negative and step on people's dreams, I guess <laughs> like, I, I bet your thing that you want to happen doesn't. <laughs> Man, gen design. We finally see what gen design's working on. <laughs> Man, I would love that. I don't think that's going to happen. My guess is that Hellblade shows up again and gets a launch month. Maybe mm, not a date, okay. but like, because we know it's next year, but they come out and say like, summer or maybe like june or something because i think was that because you know it has shown up at the game awards before so there's 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 right. precedent there so i'm going to say this is where we see it again man there's so many big games this year that like i don't know what I'm trying to think of developers that i that we haven't heard from in a while that i'm excited to see what they're working on and the one that always comes to mind when i think of that is like rocksteady but it's like well i know they're working on suicide squad what other developers do i love that i don't know what they're doing other than gen design i so uh, i don't know if you guys have noticed but i keep a running list of games that don't have release dates just for my reference oh sure so i can read off a few and there's perfect dark there's uh everwild there's the death stranding 2 kojima keely do we get an update on that maybe so that was last year that we got the reveal trailer. Was that at the Game Awards last year? That, or was it a different show that Death Stranding oh, was, that got Game was that a Sony? I don't even remember where that first. It was. Pop, was it Summer Games Fest? I think it's too soon in any case. As much as I would love, even if it's just like a weird little cinematic trailer that tells us nothing. We got that already. You know? <laughs> um, and <laughs> I love it. For a few I, more of those. I'll, I'll take those from Kojima for the rest of my freaking life. I, I'm at a point where I almost enjoy those more than the the actual games. Um, is it too soon for Marvel? I know what were we going to say. I would say, is it too soon for Wolverine? Now that Spider-Man's out of the way. It's not, though, right? They're doing DLC and stuff. They, Are not... they? Have they announced? I don't think they've announced that. I think they... Um, I don't remember gosh, that. Maybe not. I think um, we are going to get a look at Capcom's uh, unannounced major title that's coming out by March 2024. Oh, is this the Super Game? Uh, the Super Game. And the, I think the first game... Super Game? <laughs> I think that game takes place 
in the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Really? Interesting. For those that don't know, uh, Capcom announced this initiative, what was it, last year, that they were going to make what they called Super Games? And I forgot what the definition of that was. I think it was kind of vague, but I remember them referencing old IPs that had been dormant, like Crazy Taxi and like Space Channel, or not Space Channel 9, but uh, uh, like a... what else they said uh onimusha was onimusha one of them i i remember them saying crazy taxi by name but i don't know if they meant like we're gonna do that or they were just saying like we could do that i don't know onimusha's netflix adaptation premiered recently there's a there's an onimusha anime on netflix right now maybe maybe they're getting ready to do some more onimusha stuff okay but you're saying that's your guess is a super game whatever it is makes its its debut yeah okay so we just need yeah to do, I, do i have to pick what series does that make it nah, you could just say just super game I, I as long as i guess if they make it clear to us that whatever they show like this is the super game this isn't well a no regular game, I, I, I guess. i'm thinking <laughs> i think how about this i think we get i don't know if we're gonna say super game yeah. oh wait wait but the wait, major was they, it capcom or sega that said super game sega said super game okay you said capcom Cap, I think capcom actually. capcom recently said there's a major unannounced Oh, am I getting them mixed March. up? I, I think I thought you meant Sega because yeah. you brought up Super Game. No. Okay, then this is. Not... I didn't say Super Game. You, you. Well, I said Super Game, game and you agreed with me. <laughs> well, I was like, I guess they called it a Super Game. <laughs> you didn't question Marcus this. Always talking about. I've been talking about something else completely this whole time. So I'm thinking about Sega. Yeah, you're talking about this. Oh, the actual Super Game. Yeah, like their straight up thing that they put in a document and said we're doing this. <laughs> I thought you were just using, you know, a synonym for major unannounced title. I'm just really excited about it. It's a super game. Super game. Yeah, I, this is a totally different thing. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about the Capcom okay. major unannounced title. Right, right, right. And I think, I think since it's not super game, <laughs> I'm going to say it, it takes place in the Marvel vs. Capcom universe. Okay. Because we had Marvel vs. Capcom 2 at Evo, and we had that cabinet come out. I feel like this past year. It seemed like working with Marvel for Infinite was kind of a nightmare for them. I wonder how eager they are to get back on that train yeah, again, I mean, unless things have gotten better with that. Was it four? Didn't, yeah, didn't the last really, one, it wasn't very good really... because of apparently Marvel being harder to work with because they were like, well, we make a lot of billion dollar movies now, so we have, we can demand more. <laughs> so here's here's one I will off the off the Capcom idea. I, I think Monster Hunter World 2. I think we will see that. Like, trailer. I feel like it's been enough time now for Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. I mean, I know they did they did the, the Switch one. Rise. Yeah, they did Rise. But that was like a smaller thing. Yeah. I think World 2. Like world the premiere. true successor to World. Yeah. Maybe it's not yeah. called... I bet it is called World 2, honestly. Yeah. I uh, think that name or is world Universe. Universe. <laughs> Maybe they call it Super Game. It's super game, but I think I think that's my sort of like if, I, if we're gonna sort of try to predict a specific game, Monster Hunter World Two with maybe a different title will be at TGAs. I think. Okay, I'm gonna say. Do you think I'll... we see Shadows of the Erd Tree? Oh, the Elden Ring DLC. Oh, oh, oh that's Ooh. a good guess. Yeah. Is is that supposed to be next year? I, I forget from Software Give a window for that because that would I could I see remember. that if it's a 2024 thing. I don't believe they gave a window in the in the announcement. Yeah, that feels that like game, one of those the original. This feels like one of those ad like expansions that we're we're gonna like they're gonna finally unveil it and they're gonna it's gonna be like huge and they're gonna sell it separately. It's gonna be standalone. You know what I mean? They're gonna be like, yeah. well, we were gonna make a DLC, but and like, then we got away from us and now it's you know Miles Morales. <laughs> <laughs> 
Elden Ring Miles Morales. I, they like we just put him in here. Hell, I mean, I could see yeah, that. I would and run also... around at Elden Ring as Miles Morales. Are you kidding me? That'd be amazing. He's just trying to help his community. All these horrible creatures that live here. Web swinging and Elden Ring. Hell yeah. And I, I could also see Jeff building up to that reveal with like his really emotional build up where he's like, "This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I can't believe I have the privilege to announce this." And he's like near tears. As he, and you're like, "Oh my god!" But what? <laughs> he does that all the time. The Sonic, the Sonic Super Game. <laughs> what about? Like, you're like he builds it up. You're like, oh my god, what is he about to announce? It's like about to shatter his world. <laughs> what if? What if we finally get like? What if it's Half Life three time? Like, what if it's finally time? No. I mean, Alex is a few years behind us. Val seems Grand to be Otto's into making not games likely again. To be there. So GTA is a no, but Half Life's okay. <laughs> I mean, Keeley has a great relationship with Valve. I mean, he works with Valve a lot. You know, it, I do think, unlike Rockstar, I think Valve would be more. I would sooner see Valve at a TGA than Rockstar, honestly. I, unless it's Half Life Alex coming to PSVR, that's the only announcement I could see happening. Uh, how about Quest Three? I'd love Alex on Quest Three. I feel like I'm the right bigger, here. The bigger splash <laughs> for PSVR because that's what people Alex with a for. Y. It's completely different. You're right. Yeah, you're at Half Life now. That's a co- the cooler, the cooler Alex. All right, so that's our predictions, I guess, uh, for at least world premieres. I said half or Hellblade Two release. No, no, you said Half Life. You're, you're locked it in. <laughs> yes, Half Life Two is coming out. <laughs> um, Kyle says Monster Hunter World Two or successor, basically sequel. Yeah, maybe not called that specifically, but Monster Hunter World, the world successor. Yeah. And Alex, you said um, Capcom unannounced. You're saying specifically yeah. it's Marvel vs. Capcom. I think I have to for the prediction to be worth its salt. You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, you got to get specific. Yeah. Capcom announces new game. <laughs> yeah, like that's like it's that's no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, I'm gonna say right now I have probably the most faith in Kyle's. I I I have half faith in mine. <laughs> Maybe half life at best. Faith. Yes, half life faith. Um, so yeah, we'll find out on December seventh. Not that far away. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Uh, how are we feeling? Do we want to get a listener questions or do we want to save them for next week? How y'all doing on time? I mean, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. Cool. Let's keep rolling then. Uh, before we get into listener questions, uh, just a bit of housekeeping. Uh, go follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Game Informer. Uh, you two are still replaying Spider-Man, the Neversoft Spider-Man game, right? Yeah, we should be done probably next episode. We're we're getting, we're close to the end. Like we're inching up against the end. Nice. Uh, yeah, the, those streams happen. Replay happens on uh, Fridays at 2 p.m. Super Replay. Uh, go follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Game Informer. Uh, we've got reviews of Jusant up and uh, and Super Mario RPG. So go check those out. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Follow follow the crew here. Follow Game Informer on all the social medias, threads, Blue Sky, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We're on all of it. Uh, if you want to follow the crew here, follow Marcus at Marcus Stewart seven and follow Kyle at Kyle M Hilliard. And you can follow me, Alex Van Aken at it's Van Aken. Go listen to all things Nintendo. That is our Nintendo podcast that releases every Friday hosted by our online content director, Brian Shea. Uh, and shout out to our podcast editor, Matt Storm, uh, AKA DJ Stormageddon. They host the fun and games podcast and the Reignite podcast, uh, which in seven day was recent. So if you're a Bioware fan, uh, go go check out uh, Reignite. 
with that said, are uh, you guys ready to get into listener questions? Yeah. Uh, we don't have Charles this week to play his piano jingle. <laughs> oh, that's right. yeah. That's Listen, a bummer. That's a, that's a huge bummer. Major bummer. Uh, if you want to be part of this, this part of the show, uh, listener questions is where you influence what we talk about. You can email us podcast at gameinformer.com with the subject line game informer show questions uh, or question. And then, uh, or you can go to discord, um, which you get access to our, our discord. You get access to by subscribing to us one time on Twitch. Uh, and then we'll appear in your integrations. Um, if you have any issues, you can email me, uh, Alex Van Aken at gameinformer.com. I'll get you in there. Yeah. Well, let, let's get into it. Uh, Brad from Michigan writes in, uh, saying, Hey crew, I'm in the process of buying my first house. Congrats. I have plans to con- yeah, congratulations. I have plans to convert a large upstairs bedroom into a gaming slash entertainment room for myself and friends. I'm going to invest in some new, uh, nice new furniture, TV stand, desk, LED lighting, etc. But is there anything else you would recommend that you have found helpful or just enjoyable to have in your own gaming space? I think, uh, you know, nice speakers. Oh, yeah. Like uh, a, or at least some kind of speaker system. Like a surround sound thing. Doesn't have to be that. Like, I, I used to, when I would play, I mean, I guess you have your TV and stuff. I, I When I play on PC, I used to only be able to play with headphones because I built my computer and I didn't, it didn't come with any speakers. And so it took me forever to be like, oh, yeah, I should just get speakers. I was, dep- depending on your the size of the space and if you even have an interest in the style of gaming, but if you want to sort of like do VR stuff, maybe invest in furniture that's easy to move around so you give yourself that space. I know that's kind of like non-specific, but like it's like good thinking ahead of like, oh yeah, I could play VR in here. Maybe I should get some like, maybe this couch is too heavy for this. Maybe I should get something that I might have to scoot out the way on a regular basis to give mm. myself room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Couch on wheels. I uh, One of my favorite things that I have, and it's like, it's 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 overpriced, uh, frankly. Uh, is like if you're doing LED lights, you can get like Hue, uh, Philips Hue lights, um, like strips to like put behind your TV, right? Like color changing yeah. lights that will like back like react. Co- yeah. So the the thing that the Hue Sync box is the is the device that you can have all your HDMI devices routed through, and then it will change you know the colors based on the borders of the screen that you're playing, you know, like a game. Um, I love yeah. that thing. I think it looks so cool. It just sort of like extends the colors of the game onto outside of the TV by like a couple feet and onto the wall. I just wish it wasn't so expensive. It's super expensive. It's like 250 bucks for the little oh sink box, which is like insane. Mm. Um, but that, but a, a small price for vibes, Kyle. It's, yeah, but it is. A small it is price for it vibes. Is, it is really cool. I also have a, like a, a less crazy thing. My wife bought these like, uh, I, I I can only describe them as like towers, to, and they hold like controllers. And I I just like the the aesthetic of like my little side table has a tower with like my PS5, my Xbox, and my Switch Pro controller. You know, like stacked on top of each other to look nice. Yeah, um, I think that's a cool you, you thing. know what I like is when people mount their consoles, like they deconstruct their consoles and have just the oh, parts right. running outside of the console, Wait, yeah, what? but mounted to uh like a a PCB board or whatever. I've oh, I've never seen that. I don't think so. Like if you have a PS5, you like take the fins off and and it's just like the the bare minimum of the well, console. Is that what I'm? Is that what you're? I saying? think people do it more with older consoles or PCs, really, where you essentially 
have an open air PC essentially. Okay. Uh, but it's like it's mounted to the wall on these like PCB. Like boards all the internal pieces are like on the wall. Like, yeah. Just, oh. You can see them all, and they're all they all like connect to the TV in a cool way. That's a, that's hmm. like real aesthetically. Fancy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I saw I saw one one person uh who had I want to say it was on TikTok or something and they had this giant custom switch. Oh, I've and, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like the switch controllers come up and then the screen comes out and it's it mimics the Joy-Cons like sliding on and off, I think. Um yeah, that, I think you just get cool. some good art, you know. Yeah, yeah. Go mini fridge. <laughs> any fridge okay yeah. it's like the decadent choice like, that no one actually like pulls the trigger on getting i and then usually regrets it when they do get it uh, yes <laughs> i've had like a mini fridge I, I say no like once or twice in over the course of my entire life and like i never use them like it's like i'll just yeah the, uh, don't do that <laughs> if you do do it try to seek out the xbox one at least at least get a novelty mini fridge yeah target has a, a creeper from minecraft one like like that you can get pretty pretty easily i say no on mini fridge yeah i don't i say yeah, no I it's just so. another thing to keep clean another thing you have to stock up don't be messy main fridge <laughs> don't it's easy yeah, don't oh that's a good <laughs> tip actually don't be, don't be messy yeah yeah don't be it also has like a probably hums you know yeah get it out of there. I, I say no i say no okay let us you know what you, you want marcus so. don't let us you, stop you yeah when you finish uh uh when you finish your your room send us a picture <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let us know what you decide. Yeah, yeah I'd be interested. Uh, Quilgrim on Discord asks, if you could replace the U.S. dollar with any in-game currency, which one would you choose? Keep it in mind that you can use the same methods to collect that currency as you do in the game. For example, if you choose rupees from Zelda, you can still collect rupees in real life by slicing tall grass, smashing open vases and pots, and helping nervous volunteers balance wooden signs. <laughs> How does this new currency transform the fabric of the American society as we know it? Can I say right up the back that the rupee would be the end of mankind if it worked the same way in Zelda? Like, if you could <laughs> yeah. chop grass to get money, do you know how quickly we would turn this planet into a barren rock and we would all die? Yeah. I mean, that's why they took it out of Breath of the Wild <laughs> in Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, that's why you can't I, get rupees I, from cutting grass. I think I'm going to have to go with the dollar flu. Wait what? Um, Wait, that's just the division. But that's just the that's just the, 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 that's dollar? Just the dollar. It's not currency. <laughs> it's the dollar, but it's the dollar flu, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take over. You know? Yeah. Or, I'm gonna ki- or kill us all, in. like in the division. <laughs> Is that a threat? What's yeah, but here? I'm <laughs> I, I'm getting the money though. Maybe I haven't played enough. Of the maybe I forget the division. I was like, story. do you want that money? I don't think you remember how that played out. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, I can't get the money because then I would yeah, be sick. you're yeah. you're sick. I'm, hmm, I have not thought this through. I mean, mine. I forget the plot of the division. I I've thought about this a uh, surprising amount. Uh, is is bells from Animal Crossing? Like, I I actually don't I don't really get a lot out of Animal Crossing. It's not not a series for me. But the idea that I could like go outside and pick up enough sticks and sell them to pay off my house sounds awesome that's actually awesome like i would yeah. love that like if i could just like after like i don't know what a week two weeks i will have paid off my house by just like selling you things i find outside <laughs> like, so it's not there's even also <laughs> there's the turnip ecosystem as well yeah but i mean like go catch some fish and bugs and stuff if there was like a shop up the street that was like yeah we'll give you like 
you know, 30 we bucks a bugs. bug. I'd be like, let's go find some bugs. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> I think Kyle's onto something. Yeah. yeah might have it. Yeah. Especially if the economy of the of the currency transfers over too and not just the methods of like, oh yeah, sticks equal mansion. Eventually. Yeah. But would that also be the same issue that we would have with Zelda, where people start, you know. Oh yeah, we're like the 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 Amazon rainforest is just devastating. Well, they just they like, yeah it, they only keep like you know twelve people to an individual island, so you, you there's no like cross uh, there's no trade. So there's only twelve people. <laughs> there's twelve people alive. Yeah, is, is this Wait, post Alex's choice of the dollar flu? No, yeah, there's, 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 be there's still the same realize, population, like, oh, just <laughs> just twelve people on individual islands that are uh, disconnected. I don't. Okay, hold on. I haven't thought this through. And boats don't <laughs> exist in this world. I was like, how many islands? No, boats <laughs> and planes do exist in in Animal Crossing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure I think it out. that might also destroy our planet. <laughs> I think we got to stick to the dollar. It would look real cute, though. You know? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Let's well, go back to gold. You know what? For the sake of, like, pol- not uh, doing pollution, like, maybe, like, Mario coins or Sonic rings, because they, they just disappear into your body, I guess, when you pick them up. They don't really go anywhere. And you're just like, boop. You just own it until you need it. And then so, it just, so it would save a lot of, like, okay. printing paper and coins, because okay. it's just, they just exist in the world. They just float around. And then you just, like, you could jump and do cool parkour to get some money. You're like, oh, these rings are floating like six feet above my head. Yeah, I'll just go Dude, grab them. Sounds all right. So, so conquest. Conquest? What, what do you mean? Yeah. That does that does that those gold coins? Yeah, I don't know. But they're yeah. everywhere, so there wouldn't be like a scarcity issue. Like they're, you know. Okay. Everyone has access to them because they they just float around everywhere. Okay. I'm thinking you take my rings because you you can't get enough. I mean, I could if I walking, just if I punch you hard enough and you you're, you're walking into my yard taking my rings. You know, that's what I meant. I guess you'd have to be careful too of like if you rode your bike and like fell off, your money goes flying everywhere and people try to pick it up. Mm. <laughs> They're like that I guy just ate it. Money, Let's go get his rings. <laughs> money is the root of all evil. You know, I think no matter the scenario. It's a doomsday scenario, you know, eventually. Go back to trading furs. And, but what, and what, how about bananas spices. from Donkey Kong Country? Surely that's Ooh, a way that we that yeah. can work. Right. Then we would be planting trees, which is actually good. Yeah. Yeah, if you have and like if, a banana tree, you're rolling. And if you get 100, like you could die an extra time. That would be cool. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's probably the real answer is the currency that gives you more lives. It's like <laughs> yeah, you're not only right. rich, but you've banked lives. <laughs> that's banked that's lives. Wrong uh that's what all the billionaires are doing aren't they <laughs> that's why they they have got like 25 lives yeah <laughs> uh ghost of mitch hedberg asks on discord in the world of online gaming and constant patch updates uh games like lords of the fallen can make meaningful changes and reignite their community or become worse if you could patch any retro game that maybe fell short of your expectations what game would it be and how would you patch it what are we saying is retro so, you know, I feel like games that are newer are now retro just because of I think anything before 2010. Before 2010. Okay. Why not? So so a game that n- will never be patched. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's assume it hasn't been like re-released or remastered at all. So. I think the original I think this I don't care about this game personally, but I think I think the original Gran Turismo 2 on PlayStation it was impossible to get 100%. I think you could only get like 97.6% of that game or Wait, something. Wait, why? Because they just there was some bug like they never there was some issue where like 
you know, you can never collect the last car or whatever or something oh, like that. Okay. I could be wrong about that. that. I remember someone telling me about that. So that could use a patch. You know what? This isn't so much that the game was bad, but it would benefit from updates like Grand Theft Auto 3 because then they could just keep adding stuff to it, you know, and maybe you know, like tweaking some we- any weird physics stuff. But like, or really any of those early GTAs, like three, four, like Vice City, they're like, hey, we patched in even more cool 80 songs. Enjoy. You know, I'm thinking like the Lion King. It was so hard. Ooh. So disappointing. I would love for them to patch in a story mode so I could find out what happens. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a <laughs> ba- like a balancing update happens. to make this less hard. Like, maybe we scale back on these. Did they do that right? for the patch in a story mode? The Disney Afternoon Collection or whatever? Did they like they did they patch in like the waterfall is less? I don't think brutal? they did. They did. They just let you rewind so you can try as many times as oh, you want. Yeah, that's something <laughs> but it's least, still yeah. hard. <laughs> God, that level. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Never finish the story, man. Shadow of the Colossus, and then they add DLC Colossi and completely <laughs> ruin the point of that game. <laughs> no, no, they they add in the 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 secret Colossus that everybody's been chasing after. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's true. I just think it'd be yeah, funny, yeah. If, but if I, they I had think like the a, chase is, is better. I just think it'd be funny if the game had like a season pass where like, oh yeah, you got the Colossi in the box and you killed them, and you think like, oh my god, that was the story, how emotional. And they're like, actually, there's four more colossi coming in season one <laughs> it's it's okay if you kill those guys that's how i feel about <laughs> unlock new wander cosmetics that's how i feel new, about new Silent horse Hill ascension honestly or it's like you guys this is like totally antithetical to everything <laughs> Silent Hill is about <laughs> oh boy uh mash start button uh writes in unrelated to gaming but i'm curious when loading the dishwasher do you a Alternate adding an individual piece of silverware in each silverware basket. B, group all silverware together in a silverware basket by type. C, randomly throw uh, the silverware wherever. A. B. I start B, and then by the end, it's typically C. You got. You have to stick with B. This is like a life... I mean, the, the, team, the term is overused, but it's a life hack, man. Like, you don't even bother with A and C, because if you do B, unloading the dishwasher... It becomes so easy. <laughs> you just grab the forks. Dang it! You're <laughs> See, right. I, you know when I what read, have I been doing? Honestly, I don't when know. I read this question. <laughs> I I realized I'd never considered doing it B style, and then thought about it. I was like that is probably yeah. the better way to do it. And I didn't even think about what you just suggested, like the aftermath. I thought about like like maybe Kyle can ask, does it save space if all the spoons are together and all the forks are today line up in a way where you're like, oh, there's actually more space here uh, because I mean, this I... is just forks. Because I, well, no, because then the water couldn't get to them. You need some space. Yeah, you're supposed to technically water. put the tines like up. Um, technically, like the part I, that goes in your mouth. Yes, like yeah, you want that part facing up, and you don't really want them like uh, uh, nested in each other because, like Alex said, they, they're not going to get clean. But like, I don't really do that. I usually just throw them all in there. I mean, you know, sometimes I have too many forks in one spot, but you know, maybe maybe I don't wash all the forks that time. It just it's so. You got it. The benefit of being able to just grab all the forks at once and put them away is is worth it. Truly a better man than us. I do a lot. Of this is why Kyle's a dad and I'm not. Yeah. You know, he knows this, this kind this of is stuff. A, the kind of things I have to teach my kid to do now when she does the dishes. Yeah. Can I come over? Can you teach me? Some stuff? <laughs> oh, you're doing the dishes on Thanksgiving. Lessons. You didn't know He's that, like, Alex. Can, that's, can that's I be okay. oh, perfect. I'm down. He's like, I'm down. Can I be your son for like a day or so? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Derek on Discord writes in, 
What qualities are found in a video game IP that make it strong enough to not have to reinvent itself to stay relevant? Sports games like 2K and Madden don't make sweeping changes but have commercial success and try to excel in modernity and culture, whereas Mario's spinoff titles have only changed minutely in 40 years. In short, what's the secret sauce to a long-lasting IP? Mario spinoff titles? I'm trying to think of like, we're thinking about like the RPGs? Or like like Mario games? Kart, Mario Sports, I was, I was Mario like, Kart. I don't think minutely is the word I would use. Like all the Mario Karts are pretty, pretty different from each other. Like they take some leaps with yeah. those. Yeah, I would probably I disagree know. in the Mario front. But what's the, what's the secret sauce to a long-lasting IP? Yeah. I mean, this, this I is mean, a tough question because like if we knew the answer, like, uh, it would be very yeah valuable. exactly i mean honestly for uh, as basic as it sounds like just be good because like yeah. i mean that's the secret of mario and zelda it's like people accuse those but i mean of- even if you're good that doesn't necessarily equate to sales i mean let's just say that it does like let's say that your series does do pretty well for sales because that's why you exist so long is that you saw well enough to where you can keep making more if like if those games were continuing to be like a high bar of quality you almost get to the point where and again not all series but some series are almost so good that you like, you almost want that again. And it depends on how often you put them out. Like if you're like a yearly thing, like an Assassin's Creed, then you burn out people sooner to where the 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 desire for change it it, it pops up more. Whereas Mario, you get them so infrequently. And, and granted, again, they they make bigger changes in those games than you know maybe this reader's giving credit for. But there is that absence makes the heart grow fonder to where by the time you get a new one. You almost want that familiar experience because you're like, oh, man, it's been so long. And the last time they did this, it was really good. And I'm maybe a little bit more forgiving if they do that again because it's taken forever. You know, like I've seen yeah. people say that they want a new Batman game like like Suicide Squad. Maybe it's a good example where people are like they should have just made another Arkham game. Why are they doing this different thing? And it's like, well, I mean, they gave us four of those Arkham games that are all largely the same well, formula three. with Asylum being the most different. Cause that's a whole, you know, that's its own thing. But like people like are were are legit clamoring like they should just do another Arkham City style game like they used to. And it's like, but would you complain that they're just doing that again after so much time? But I, I guess not. Because <laughs> yeah. you know I would I think I wasn't I wasn't out there complaining about Arkham Knight. I love Arkham Knight. I'll take another well, one no, of those. Please. Yeah, and I would say Arkham Knight, but, but just like, oh, we just want another one of those. Yes. And yeah. not this you are this, right though. I, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's like you there's there's no way to win ultimately, right? But I think yeah. like it, it sort of letting letting things breathe, I think is, is helpful. Like I think I think the best thing Call of Duty can do this year or right now is probably I mean, if they announce tomorrow that like we're taking a year off, I mean I think I think I'd be cool. I'd be like, Great, I think you guys need to give the developers a year off and, and come back later, you know? Yeah, honestly they could take longer. I don't I honestly don't yeah. think it would really hurt them that much as much as they probably think it will. <laughs> but I mean, the thing that'll hurt them is they just will miss a year of Call of Duty sales. You know what I mean? But I think, you know, like I, the average gamer, I I think would be more than happy to take a couple years off of Call of Duty. You know, Warzone will carry plenty in the meantime. The series is basically a platform at this point. I mean, even Modern Warfare 3, you have to, you're installing Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, and then God, 3 is part of it. So it's like, it's already a platform at this yeah. point. Yeah. It's weird so just updated over time but like yeah i agree with that i think i think that yeah like just giving series time to breathe definitely extends your longevity because again you don't want to burn people out on your games even if they're yeah good. yeah yeah i think it's also a balance between game to game 
um, you know, feeling out and making the right choices in terms of like, is this a sequel that we are drastically updating the mechanics or is this more of a sequel that we're going to, uh, you know, add more content. Right. And I think like sometimes I think it's a balance of knowing when to do which like, yeah, sometimes it is the right move to make, you know, you know, smaller updates, but introduce a lot more things to do with the, the things that already made you successful. And I, I think also sometimes it's restraint in not fixing all of the quirks that, that make up your game. Like sometimes like, Oh, well this weapon's really unbalanced, but maybe that's like what makes your game unique. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's something Sakurai. He always talks about for smash brothers. He's like, balance isn't really the goal ultimately. Right. Like it's more fun to be unbalanced, you know, within reason. Yeah. Yeah. So like having the wisdom and I think also having a publisher or just if you're not, if you're self publishing, whatever, like, you know, a lot of, I think, I think it's probably, it's probably wishful thinking, but like setting your business up in a way that you can, let's say you are this big successful series, having it so that you can take a few hits, you know, without, without, you know, you can, you can, you can take risks and afford to take an L every now and then try to still things. keep going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This question reminds me of the weird discourse around Spider-Man 2 for the people that are like hating on it, saying like, oh, they, they just did the same thing again. It's the same map and they didn't change anything, which is like, I mean, one objectively wrong, but just like, I'm just confused with where that sentiment's coming from. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's like, it's out there for yeah. sure. And it's like, it's one of the things we're like, well, what do you, what did you expect? them to do <laughs> like like a whole other like a completely different map i don't know this I is guess. like yeah but it's like spider-man spider-man goes to chicago that, i guess yeah it's like spider-man lives in new york city like all of almost all of his movies take place in new york city most 90 percent of his comic books take place in new york city i mean do it's you know that, why because he lives in new york city <laughs> it's yeah i know but it's that thing i guess it's like the video game logic of it all doesn't like it's okay like Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto 4 are like completely different cities and no one really no one was like playing 4 and being like this isn't Liberty City <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like I, I if if New York was radically different I I feel like I would have been okay with it but I I'm also fine with I yeah I, I don't the layout of the city is not the exciting thing about Spider-Man too it's like it's the stuff that you do inside of it you know <laughs> yeah and again I'm, this is me like and it's been like a, a particular a, like annoying tangent I've seen yes because yeah. i'm a spider-man fan i was like what did what did you expect spider-man to hang out <laughs> he, yeah, he lives yeah. in new york <laughs> and like and plus they added burrow like two whole burrows they're like I, I don't know what else you could do with that unless he's in space next game which hey maybe maybe or something hey. zero g web swinging let's see yeah. what that's like swinging on plants <laughs> Last question today from jherb24 on Discord. Given the recent remaster of Super Mario RPG, what's a series not typically associated with turn-based RPGs you'd love to see an adaptation for? Maybe a, a From Universe might be interesting. Like a Dark Maybe Souls that's... universe, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's the Elden Ring DLC. It's yeah. <laughs> turn-based RPG. Yeah. I guess because the question is like, what is a game I like that maybe I don't like the combat of or something, which isn't not, not necessarily Dark Souls, but, you know. Oh, I was going to say they kind of did this. Or I was going to say Metal Gear, but the Acid games kind of do that a little bit. Yeah, oh. I didn't. Those were like card. 
right? I, it's I hard love, based. I love but... Metal Gear and I love my PSP at the time, but I was like, this is just not clicking. I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> this is yeah. not for me. But like, I would love they... a turn-based like RPG, you know, like Metal Gear. Yeah. That'd be cool. So I think of like games like like a Dragon's, you know, uh, Yakuza 7 did that really well of turning that into an RPG. Or like, I mean, I guess we don't know if it's good or not, but Metal Slug Tactics looks promising. I was about to say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that does look cool. Yeah. Metal Gear, I think, because of like, RPGs are known for having big old stories, which is certainly Metal Gear's deal too. So if you just told just another sweeping thing, but then it could get goofy. Like like maybe like a Dragon 7 is the template for like a Metal Gear turn-based game. Like you see how goofy and over the top they got with their turn-based stuff. Like just do that with Metal Gear stuff. Like you're like tranquilizing people and they're falling asleep mid-combat and that's how you do your sleep steal yeah the end of that yeah i like that idea that's yeah a good i like one. that and then yeah. you can have weird party members like it, it doesn't just have to be snake you can have naomi or like i don't know throw that stupid monkey from four in there <laughs> he's just a party <laughs> or like summons and stuff just pull from metal gears cast and just have like quiet show up in a helicopter and snipe someone and then fly away <laughs> i i would be okay with like um this. with uh i would like a legend of zelda rpg but like i would want it to be sort of throwback i would want it to be closer to that 16-bit era of zelda uh I, I would i would that i think that would be cool like maybe you don't even play as link or something you know like you're you're just in some character mm. in hyrule off on their own adventure on an rpg i think that'd be i think that'd be cool i'd be into that well word well that's the end of the show for this week uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, rate us on Spotify, and share us with a friend. Uh, until next week, next Thursday, have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.